center of bringing any dream into fruition is self-discipline. You know, some, something as simple as food and eating, it, it's not about your, your body as much as it is about your mind. It's getting command of your mind to be able to choose actions that are in your own best interest. Hello humans, welcome to the M Word. The Manx Sports Podcast, brought to you by Martin, that's me, and Matt, that's him. Welcome back, Matthew. Thank oh. you. Well, I was going to say thank you for having me, but I'm normally here anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Much to my wife's annoyance. Hope she's not listening. Uh, how are you? Very well, thank you. Yeah, well, good, good. Report. Um, nose whiffing today, so oh. quite quiet on my on my front. Dog for, uh, no, yeah, dog walk for exercise. Nice, nice leisurely Sunday. Right. I haven't got much to report. I don't think. I'm alive, can't complain. Actually, I just want to say thank you, actually, because as we're recording this, the Tom Gandhi episode's out, which is probably a while ago now when, when you listen to this. We've been getting some great feedback, not only on Tom's, but on, on podcasts in general, which we you know much appreciate. We're just doing this as a bit of a, a bit of fun and uh, just just like to thank really everyone mm-hmm. their feedback and continue to, to provide it. It's much appreciated. A quick thank you to uh, Billboards, our uh, sponsor. They do digital advertising, You've seen them on the promenade in town. They're the future of advertising, all digital, all very spanky and new. So get in touch with the boys down there if you want to get your brand out, much like ourselves. They've been really good to us. That's billboards.im, the future of advertising. So, Matt, introduction. Yep. Voice ring a bell? Yes, it does. Um, Will Smith, but doesn't sound like a... F- I'm hoping either way. It doesn't sound like a film or a TV show anyway, so I'm guessing it's a recording of something but i couldn't tell you where yeah I'm, i'll be honest i'm not sure where it's recorded from either will does quite a lot of um, motivational bits on, on all, all the social mm. feeds actually but that particular clip talks about discipline talks about working the mind and uh, I, th- I feel ties in with our guest today uh, going over his bio uh, that's certainly why when he talks about discipline and, and improvement that's why the immediate vibe i got off reading uh, the bio of our guest today so hopefully he'll agree let's find out and chat to him over the next uh, hopefully hour or so so Aaron Smith thank you for joining us welcome thanks for having me guys no no absolute pleasure so are you a come over are you Manx 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 of the Hills uh, just Manx just Manx yeah. okay so I was interested because Aaron's a no it's not a boring name like Martin do you know the background to the name Um, I, th- I think it's like my biological dad's from uh, Northern Ireland and I think it's a Kind of mixture between Aaron and Ori. Okay. Like my mum's from the Isle of Man. Right. So okay. I think, I think that's how yeah. it goes. Gaelic anyway. is what I what I read online. Was it? Well, I had Gaelic in it. Yeah. But then what I find quite funny, I think it was in Gaelic, or was it? Yeah. And it it actually stands for pale and light, which I find <laughs> quite funny for Manx because we're all pale and light, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. So I just find it quite it's relevant to the relevant to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you were born over here, I assume? Yeah, yeah, I was born. Whereabouts on the Isle of Man? And in the Nobles, uh, or the Jane Crew Corps. Okay, and bought up in Douglas? Uh, no, I was, sorry, I'm from Peel. All ah, right, okay, Peel boy. Peel boy, Peel Gothic. Right, so through the school system in Peel? Yep, yep. And were you doing sport at that stage? Uh, I mean, I, I did sport, but like I wasn't great at anything, you know, I was just plodding along. So it'd just be PE, whatever's going yeah, on. Yeah, just PE, whatever's going on. You know, knock about f- with football at like lunchtime, break times, and stuff like that. Right. Okay. So two two left feet and yeah, yeah. A... I was, I suppose I was kind of all right at running, but not so good at like you know scoring or anything. Right. So they, they 
generally stick me on the left wing where I could run up and down and sometimes tackle people. Are you left forward? No. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, but, it's because there's not yeah, many left forward, exactly, so I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. stick him out there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so in the evenings, etc., you didn't do clubs or anything like that. Your parents, not particularly. Uh, no, it was like youth club, um, uh, army cadets. You know, oh, from like okay. thirteen onwards. Okay. So, got away. What, what age are you now for the listeners? Uh, if you don't mind giving their age away. Forty. Okay. Four zero this last year, so I'll be forty one this year. So when did you start getting into sport? Where did that start to get on the horizon? Um, well, it's it, it. I mean, it was martial arts. Really, my right. one of my one of my friends who I was working with started going to a taekwondo club in in Douglas, um, a TAGB taekwondo club, and he was just raving about it, saying how great it was. So he got me to come along with you know with him mm-hmm. to one of the sessions, and like I really enjoyed it. Went to a few more, and the guy was taking the you know doing the class and stuff he just kind of said to me you know you you're actually pretty good at this you know try and stick to it and that was all i needed you know just that mm. little bit of encouragement encouragement yeah, yeah. and it, it, it kind of got me to like train at home and stuff like that yeah. when the other uh, every like three months you get graded and they were bringing a guy over and he kind of said you know you're pretty good as well so i just kind of kept on chipping away at that what what grade did you get up to there? I say uh, not that I'm uh, fully aware. Taekwondo expert. Yeah. No, no, well, I only uh, we only got like a year into it, and then he, the guy who was running the classes, his wife wanted to go back to England, so he ended up having to leave. Right. So that was when we had to like look at like a different school. So we took us around all the well, a few of the different schools on the island, and um, you know we settled at one with uh, Andrew Lawrence. I don't know if you've you've heard of him. Well, he's he's ran like martial arts classes for for like a long well yeah. like 20 years now isn't it yeah. I think he right. runs I think he runs a mixed martial arts thing now as okay. well so being uh, having karate kids about as close as I've got to any kind of what would be the difference between karate and taekwondo then well the, there's two different kinds of taekwondo okay. the, the one that we were doing with with this guy was um, TAGB kind of stuff which is kind of just touch if you get me so okay. you know you score points by you know just just kind of touching if you like like if you're going to kick someone you don't want like bang them in the head really hard it's just like kind of taps you learn control and stuff like that okay. so like the ones where you see them with the pads on the, no where that's the, the other kind of taekwondo ah, okay. where it's full contact but no, that's olympic you see that in the olympics don't you know yeah no it's just legs all oh, you okay. can do is you can you know do head kicks or body kicks what have you but it's just legs and, and, you know throughout my time on the island kind of after he left i did some of that stuff as well and what have you and taekwondo, how the how does the format of the f- quote fighting work? Is it like rounds? How does that work, um, or is it till yeah. someone's well, got certain t- points? Or yeah, well, the TAGB one is so TAGB. What does that stand uh, for? Taekwondo Association okay. Great Britain. Right. Um, to be fair, I can't even remember because it was like twenty right. years ago. But I know that the 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 other the one that isn't the TAGB that is the one that's in the Olympics. Right. And I'm sure that's like three rounds or two minutes, what have you. And that, them big, you know, the big dots mm. that they've got there, kind of the. the oh, yeah, they go off, yeah. don't they? They've got sensors yeah. now, yeah. They yeah, didn't yeah. have sensors back then, but right. yeah, yeah. So you could, you know, you, everyone knows that they've been hit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what age were you when you started doing that type Yeah, so I was, I was 21 when I started doing okay. that. Um, and that went that went on for a couple of years, kind of, you know, just changing. I changed to Andrew Lawrence's club. I was training with his club for quite a long couple of years anyway. I think I got to like 
brown belt, something like that. I'm just, I can't remember. I was and trying do the to belts work same as karate, as in every similar months, concept? Yeah, like every, every three months you get a grading. And okay. that even karate, like I did karate after that as well. And it's, just, it's pretty much, I think all of them are kind of similar. So every three months you'll get a grading and you might get, you know, an extra different colour yeah. or an extra kind of stripe around the end of your belt or what have you. When you're doing that grading, is it you're grading specifically for the belt or do they look at whatever you would be doing and say, actually, you're three above in that sense? No, you yeah, go, you, you, can only, you can it is on a time. One step at a time, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was part, one of the things with me that I kind of, especially, like, so I did the, did Andrew Lawrence's, then I can't remember why I stopped, but I stopped for a while and then my friend, the same guy that got me into taekwondo initially, he'd started going to a karate class in Peel, which um, Neil Pearson was taking, don't know if you've heard of him, he's from down south. Well, so I thought, okay, I'll jump along with that as well, uh, you know, a, mm. along as long as long uh, along with him, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it gets straight away, got into it, and within like a couple of couple of weeks I was like writing like just I just found that I got really engrossed in it yeah. straight away if you get me but yeah it's like every every three three months you get graded but I just found that because I'd already done all these other things for like last couple of years there's people who were like black belt uh, I mean I was just a white belt but pale it, like you say because you it doesn't go on yeah it doesn't go on how good you are I'm not saying you know I'm it was great but it's just like it's that way of thinking just it, it kind of put me up yeah I was going to say does that can I use the word I guess frustrated in that sense because if you came in and thought you're not to use that but better than all yeah. the people yeah. it'd be frustrating to be like actually to get anywhere near that level I've got to wait maybe a year's worth of, yeah. of grading to, yeah. to be officially given that title because I can only move up one want to go in that sense yeah on the flip side can you be downgraded so these guys who may have a black belt could be like, right, I'll I'll do training once every so often because I'm not going to go down. Yeah, I've That's me. I, I'm, I was a black belt, now I'm a white belt. I, I've never heard of that. I've never heard anyone getting down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, yeah, I mean, just bringing that up, it's, so the way I'd, you know, when when you're a kid and you're growing up, you think, oh, black belt, they must be just so awesome just being able to batter anyone and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but in reality, you can get a black belt just for turning up do you get me? Oh, you can turn up and be pretty average. Get graded, get graded. This is the way, I'm, you know. So you're saying some, next someone, time I see a ninja, I should fight him because <laughs> yeah. he might be crap. Yeah, it's like, you, you know, you might be a backlash. People say, no, it's not the case. But that's how it felt to me. Right, you know, right. you could you could work your way up quite easily and be very average. Or, or you could just yeah. be like a white belt for ages, but like be not you know, it'd be mm-hmm. pretty exceptional if you get me or whatever. So when you fight then, yeah, I'm not sure. Do they use the word fight? Is that it sounds uh, yeah, a bit well, aggressive? They, yeah, I know. Yeah, but they did Compete. say. Yeah, yeah. Do you fight with same belt, belt belt level people? Is that how it will go? So uh, if you're a brown belt, you tend to find fight brown belts. That's from what I can remember. It, it kind of what I mean in sparring, you just spar with each other and what have you, and that's how you kind of start to figure out. Hang on, I, yeah, you what know, standard you're at. Yeah, 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 but yeah, it's. I think when you go away and stuff. I don't. I can't imagine a black belt person fighting mm. against like a, a yellow belt, which is like the that, next that one. That's like jacks instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, where yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, 
excuse me, I'm, I'm eating one of the, <laughs> to give a quote to uh, Matt, Matty's, Matty's good wife who does some exceptional co- cooking and left some cakes for us. Yeah, I can eat, selfishly so. plug a bit of Kay's Cakery, guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make find sure out on Insta, <laughs> on the gram. Uh, so yeah, I'm sorry, I was in the, in the middle of uh, eating that when, uh, when <laughs> guys, so apologies. Uh, what was I going to ask about Taekwondo? The difference that's compared to karate, to what's, karate and taekwondo. Yeah, the the, the kind which um, so back down to the ground in karate is that more? No, thing? no, okay. karate is, is is the kind of karate which I was doing up up in Peel was very similar to TAGB. It was kind of touch stuff, so you know you score points from touching. I'm sure if you break it down, there's probably a few differences, but I think maybe that's why I kind of fell straight into it quite easily was because it was very similar it was kind of touch stuff and it's like I mean it's really kind of fast you're bouncing around and and you have to you know execute a lot of kind of control because you have to try and be really fast to kick someone in the head but at the same time you've got to pull your leg back before you yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so so I was going to say um, moving on the other side of um, was this how old were you when you were all doing this? Was this? Sorry. Yeah, so uh, I started the TAGB like 21, like 23. 23, 20. I did the whole karate for like from 23 right up till I went to Thailand, which is like 25. And what were you doing outside years. of sport at that sort of time? Out, outside of sport, uh, work. Yeah. Lots of drinking. And, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Okay. At that time, I was quite. I broke up with a girlfriend from a long time and I was kind of just I just kind of you know and you're just kind of a bit sad inside if you get me yeah, not yeah. depressed but I just I just needed every everything in my life was the same except she wasn't there if you get me so yeah. I, I needed to change my yeah. environment if you get me so 100% yep. yeah I've start, heard that a few times yeah have you yeah so yeah start saving up telling my mates you know in the pubs going yeah I'm going to go to Thailand and do this you know blah, blah, blah. no one believed me no one believed a word I was saying about you know doing it all by myself and stuff and the, the, that thought process to go to Thailand was that based around having done the taekwondo yeah etc that was I want to go go out there and follow yeah. that like path. back back then there was no like cage fighting wasn't a massive thing or anything like that but there was K1 which was on like once a week it's silly time and night on Sky or whatever but you know I saw a bit of that there wasn't any YouTube back then either, to mm-hmm. be fair. But I'd saw kind of clips of Thai boxing fights and stuff. And I'd got onto a website where there was a camp in Chiang Mai where you could go and train. A guy who was training there took this video footage and said, you know, we can do this, we do this. It's like 7,000 7, baht a month. Uh, you know, they teach you everything. You can eat on the camp and all that. I just thought, yeah, you know, that's right. that looks <laughs> right up my street. Right. And also the thing, you know, about the belts and stuff mm. is like over there, it's like, if you're good, then you're good. If you're not, you know, whatever level you are and you want to fight, you go in the ring and, right. and, and you fight. And I just fought right class, you know. So was, so in one you went went to Thailand? Yeah, yeah. Jacked in your job, I assume, and off you went. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it took me a while to save up yeah. and stuff, get debts paid off, sell my car and things like that. I mean, I was still doing all that stuff, but I still hadn't booked the flight because, right. you know, it's still... It's a big step, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, it was something where, like, in your heart, you know, you got to do it. Right. But you really got to kind of wait till your body's. Re- I mean, even back then, I was just waiting from just something inside me to go right. Let's do it. Right. And well, it did come, and 
And was this, uh, let's say, an open-ended ticket or a one-way ticket uh, with this, or was yeah, it? It was a one-way yeah. ticket. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I planned to go there. In my head, it was like go there, spend a week, kind of you know looking around and what have you, then get to this camp, see how it go. If it goes horribly wrong, then get another flight to <laughs> yeah. bloody Australia and then <laughs> go and travel around yeah. there, or you know whatever. Yeah. And it was just like I got to get out of this situation where I was just drinking like four or five times a week. Uh-huh. The only thing that was really kind of stable was the was training because mm, yeah. that was the only thing that I just do consistently and felt good about. If it's you good to have that self awareness to know that I need to switch switch my yeah. environment here because a lot of people, uh, I think we're all guilty of it at different times. Yeah, uh, so to have that. So you land at so you land in Thailand. Yeah. Go up to the camp. Yeah. And, and th- is that all your life is there then? When you, as in, you're absorbed, you train, you eat, you sleep. Oh yeah, the training, the training in that in that. Was it's, it a shock when you got there? The level, oh, it, it, the intensity. It's, the, the thing that hit me, like I got there, did a you know a bit of the kind of tour, like not tourist, like backpack and yeah. stuff, where we kind of went up into the mountains and stuff on a trek, and then once I got got back from that, spent a couple of days kind of chatting with these other backpackers, and I just thought, right, I procrastinated. What's the word? I can't yeah, yeah, I know procrastinated. Yeah. yeah, a bit too long. Yeah, you know, I got to go to the camp, so I went to the camp and. Straight away, I saw this this guy. This pretty, he seemed pretty old, like uh, Nook, and he ended up becoming like my main trainer, if you get me. Yeah. And uh, I, I just I just walked up and was like, "Is this his camp?" And he just looked at me, this kind of blank look on his face, and he just went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> and then this like English or you know like Western girl, she was like, "Oh no, this is Nook. He was the Chiang Mai dragon, etc., etc." Yeah, you're at the camp. He just doesn't speak any English. All right. <laughs> like, oh, right. <laughs> How was your tie at this yeah, stage? Yeah. Not very oh, good. Not very yeah. good, yeah. So he just, he, he goes, yeah, follow me. And he kind of just bimbles over. He gives me this skipping rope. And he's going, you, yeah, you skip. And I was like, skip? He's going, yeah, you skip. And then he walked off. I was like, oh, okay. It was just me there. I just turned up at like quarter to four. So I start skipping. Uh, skipping for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Uh, I mean, I, I knew I had to skip, but... <laughs> not for 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I never skipped 25 minutes. I was thinking, and then more people, what I'd later found out is everyone turns up at four in the afternoon and they go out for a, like a 5k run and come back okay. but everyone come back and they'd all kind of start skipping shadow boxing putting the wraps up and things but he hadn't come back to me and oh, told right. me to stop skipping right he just assumed i'd stop skipping but yeah, i just right. carried on skipping yeah, i was right, like, right. skipping half an hour i'm a fleet because it was concrete back then as well he told me to take my shoes off so my feet started hurting i'm like and then this the girl she come out she goes you've been skipping this whole time i was like well you told me to skip she's like you can stop skipping now. Like, oh God! Thinking so, about booking a flight to Australia. Yeah, yeah. Like, I need to get out of here. So, how long were you at the camp for? Uh, so I was at. I mean, I, I was at the camp for ages. I was at, like, so I think that was probably was October. Yeah, it was like the beginning of October. To be right. fair, and I, I mean, I stayed there till the end, of, the start of our summer when I kind of okay. So yeah, nine, eight, yeah. eight months type of time. And yeah, yeah. And when you were there, did they, just from that story there, were they welcoming in a sense? Oh, then after that, once they realised, yeah, you shouldn't have been skipping for half an hour, is yeah, it, it was, when these people are coming back, was it a constant turnover in people or was it, you know, quite the, a tight-knit community in that sense? Uh, the ties, um, well, it's it's like a Thai boxing camp, right? So most of their fighters are like young ties who've come from um, like rural kind of mm. parts of the country where the camp gets money out of you know them fighting so 
they've come from like say a farm somewhere and then the money they get they kind of send back to their family if you get me yeah so that's the way all the pretty much all the thai boxing camps as far as i know kind of work it in thailand and this particular one because they'd had that website this is the way i see it is they just had so many like what they call falang which is foreigners just flock into this okay. place it, yeah. i mean there was people from all over you know australians americans canadians all over europe all kind of meeting there and because we all had a, a similar kind of you're um, all on the same path you know not on the same path but you all wanted to do the same thing didn't the you? same thing yeah. yeah so we all had that in common and we all just got on really well and we all got on really well with the ties as well and were they teaching you thai boxing yeah, yeah. muay thai okay. yeah yeah okay. so i can take you through like a typical day yeah please is, yeah yeah oh, is like so you meet up at six o'clock in the morning at the camp and it's pretty cold and it's pretty cold in thailand in the morning at that time yeah. of year as well so, uh you jump in the back of this um like a pickup truck so there'd be probably about you pick step three or four in the front there's like 10 of us all kind of jammed in the back of this thing you take you like 10k out uh to this big lake or whatever you would jump out and then we'd run back to the camp right and then we get back to the camp, you get the skipping rope, you probably do like four rounds skipping, which is like, so it's like f- each round is like four minutes, do 10 push-ups at the end of it, and then the rest of that minute you've got to rest, and it's back on it again. Then it'd be like four rounds on the bag, then it'd be four rounds on the pads. Then you generally in the morning no one does clinching, but sometimes people do clinching, hmm. clinchings where you, you know, you're not punching or kicking each other, but you're kind of, in grappling. Muay Thai, yeah, in Muay, it's like grappling, but on your feet, if you get me, not on the floor. So you maybe do a bit of that. Most people didn't do that in the morning, but then you do a lot of conditioning. So, I mean, what I was doing was like 200 push-ups, 200 sit-ups in the morning, then 200 push-ups, 200 sit-ups in the afternoon, along with like pull-ups and all this other stuff. That oh, I do that every, every day anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then once, once you're training in the mornings, maybe do some stretching as well yeah. at the end of it all. Uh, you go go back to your room, change your, get a shower, give give your clothes a wash and stuff, hang them out on the balcony, go and get your breakfast, and then you're pretty knackered, to be fair. So you just go back and either just lie around in your room, maybe get some sleep. You go back to the camp at four o'clock, go and do like the five k run, like I was telling you about. Mm. Come back and again skip like four or five rounds skipping, shadow boxing, um on the bag then on the pads maybe if it's a I think it was Monday or Wednesday you'd do like five round sparring as well and then you do clinching and then like seven o'clock you go back to your room get showered and changed go and get some food and then bed bed and the yeah. next day you wake up absolutely aching go and the whole thing again right. seven, yeah. seven days a week six days a week six, right. so you're allowed one day off yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so Thai boxing is uh, punching yeah. kicking yeah. but not on the floor uh, no, go, it's, you, it's not you go down? on the floor. It's yeah. punching and kicking. Yeah. It's knee and elbowing as well. All oh, right, okay. So uh, a bit like UFC for those, but except the floor element. You can't a, get yeah, on. yeah. There's no grappling on the floor. Yeah. yeah. And okay. how was your fitness going into that? Is it you know from? Did you think you were fit before oh, you arrived? I was there? so confident. <laughs> I, like I wasn't. You know, I was, I was nervous about going to the camp, but like deep down, because I'd done kind of all right in all these other martial arts I thought you know you have this kind of dream in your head like I'm gonna get in there and do this and I'm be like you know like, yeah. like super fast and stuff and it's like straight but by, by the time I'd done like say the rounds of skipping and the bag work when they pulled me in when Nook had pulled me in to do pads I was 
I was wrecked already. Do you know what I mean? I was punching pads for about a minute and my arms were felt so heavy. And they, when you're on the pads, they, they, the, the, tie, the tie trainers, like, they look, they see your weakness. And instead uh, of just, oh, he's a bit weak, they, they are. They jump straight uh, on it, like, they yeah. drop it to the ground all the time, trick you, bang you in the head. It's, oh, right. it's okay. yeah, it's proper, like, but that, I mean, that's, yeah. that's what it's going to be like when you get in the ring. So they're trying to make it hard. So getting into the ring, does that is that something you ended up doing that, yeah, at that, yeah. the end of that? Is it like, um, I wouldn't quite say eight months training, but do you get into the ring during that or is it? What, uh, so to be fair, like the first four weeks was really intense. Like after two weeks, I mean, I, I remember sitting in my room just just because the training was so much more intense than anything I'd done over here. I think my immune system had dropped quite a lot and I had all this kind of like rash all over my leg and stuff. I mean, still kind of did training, but I, was, I looked like crap as well. So I, I was kind of in two minds to keep going or not keep going. I mean, it kept going, and then it did start to get easier. My fitness started to improve, and I kind of got closer with my friends and, and found out like they were all in the same situation. They all yeah, felt yeah. the same way, which kind of made my me feel better yeah, about yeah. how I was getting on, if you get me. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah. Um, I th- a thing what sent it home, you know, the difference between that and the other stuff was the first time sparring, they got me sparring with this really old guy who's a trainer as well. And he's kind of laughing, going, eh, and he's like really kind of s- slow moving around. Next minute, bang, just jab me right in the face. And seriously, so after doing all this touch stuff, just getting banged right in the nose. I mean, <laughs> my eyes went all funny and my head's like, oh crap. And then just as my eyes come back round, he's like, bang again, bang again. I was like, I was like duffed up by an old man in, like outside I was kind of moving around and stuff but inside I was like what the hell are you doing here man this is insane <laughs> right. you know yeah, it yeah. really it just really sent it home brought me straight back down to earth mm. like any any idea that I was going to show any of these guys <laughs> up was just pretty preposterous do you get me yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah o- over time over time getting used to that and then as I you know hitting the I mean the bags as well like punch bags over here enough, they fill them with sand over there oh, right. okay. uh, you kick um, and when you kick in Muay Thai you kick with your shin not mm. your foot Okay. so you use your shin like a baton so when, it, thinking if you about imagine it. A, like a big thick bag like like two foot wide kind of bag and you're going to kick it as hard as you can and hit it with your shin it's, when it's cold it's like proper solid but over time Adapt you, to it. Yeah, your bones adapt, everything adapts, every, your bones get stronger, everything adapts, and you start kicking harder and faster. And when that switch happens, you start to feel like confidence mm. again. Yeah. And then you, you're sparring with people, and there's new people coming in as well. And you, The weak ones. Yeah, yeah. The weak ones. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a little bit better than them. <laughs> it gives you more confidence. And then you, by then, you're in the, you know, you're in the routine. Everything's better. Everything's you get confidence. Everything feels good, and you you wake up in the morning aching, but you just don't even care. You just want to yeah. get back out there, try and get on the pads or get sparring, and, and just get that feeling where yeah. it's 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 a great buzz. If you get me, mm. yeah, yeah. The the uh, and did you fight during that that kind yeah. of eight months? Yeah, okay. Throw so you in, a ring. Uh, in November. Um, the, the, there was amateur world championships in Bangkok yep. and yep. Um, the, the, like so they've, they've got countries from all over the world who are in it and one of the guys who organises it he was friends with the guy from our camp and he said you know they were short some guys to fight for some countries 
Uh, does anyone Lambs fancy? To the yeah, yeah. So, so he goes right. We've got like five or six places. Does, does anyone want to fa- fight for a country, some other country? And me and my mate were like, well, it's, it's an amateur one, so you got pads on and stuff like that. Uh, so we thought it's a good way to a good little stepping yeah. stone where you know you're not going to get your head split open and stuff like that. So we thought, hey, yeah, okay, go on then. So I ended up fighting for Iceland, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I fought against a Japanese guy, but. Like three days beforehand, I'd got a black eye in sparring, and uh, the second middle of the second round, I got a knee, and it because my eye was already swollen, it split, and they they TKO'd me if you get me and stitched it up, what have you. But I mean, that was uh, that was an experience. It it really was. Is the is the gamble? Is the they bet a lot on that as well? Do they in the in the Uh, arenas? Not not in. They do in the proper fights, which I had later on. But in in that, I mean, that was televised, and you know, we we thought, oh yeah, you know, we'd just go down. Me and my friend, we went out the the night that the day before that we were going to go. We come back two o'clock in the morning. Felt like we just blinked. Come come down, and uh, Andy, the boss, like he was like, right, everyone get in for to jump in the back of that pickup. Eleven hour journey down to Bangkok. We were hanging, hanging, man. (laughs) It was so bad. The next day, woke up, went to one of the training camps there, and then he realised how bad we actually were because we'd been kind of partying a lot, even though we'd been learning and getting better. But yeah, it was kind of sent at home. And then we went to sign on, and we just saw how professional every all these up like the USA and stuff were with all these special tracksuits and shit like that, oh, like, oh, stuff right. like that. Sorry, yeah, yeah. it was uh, yeah, <laughs> an experience. yeah, experience. It was an experience. Yeah. It, it was. So, so when you finished after the eight months at the camp, what what? Did you come back to the island? Yeah, come back say- to the island. Okay. Um, got, um, got. And was job. that a shortage of money? Was that always just it, you felt you'd was, done that part of that journey you were on no, down there? I'd. So after that, after that uh, fight in Bangkok, when I like TKO lost the fight, but I got a lot of drive from that. If you get me, I yeah. thought you know I can do this, so I come back and start training harder. Okay. So I had two fight two fights. Okay. Between then and then coming back. Okay. Where um, were they? They in Bangkok as well. No, they were in they were in Chiang Mai, but okay. they were proper. They were prop the proper fights. Okay. Like not the. Not, and how did you compete? So them? I got a, I got a fight booked for me in January, and I like really trained hard for it. Like, uh, you know, I felt really confident. I was like as confident as you can feel. You know, going into your first fight. Uh, but it got cancelled like a few days beforehand. I was like, bollocks. You know, didn't feel, you know, felt pretty bad because mm. uh, part of you feels good because you're like, oh, you got out of it. But another part of you, you, you know, you, you haven't course, really got out of it. Yeah. yeah, so they got me another fight. Um, trained hard for it. Uh, went, went, went in. And bef- before, before the fight starts, this there's a lot of kind of what goes on in, inside your head. You know, you're talking about motivation and stuff like that. It's not like before you do a, like a race because you've got no idea who you're going to be fighting. Yeah. Apart from the fact that it's a type of, most likely it's going to be a type person who's Done probably it been doing it since you were yeah. a kid. Yeah. Uh, so you, you I know what will be going through my mind. <laughs> a lot of swear words. Do, yeah, do, yeah. do you know, when you're in your room or, you know, that part, that the, from the moment they say, yeah, we got your fight, they put your name on the board. Part of you is like, yes, you know, you know, I'm going to kind of prove myself here. And another part of you is like, oh my God, you know, what, what the heck's going to happen? And that kind of, in the, so say it's two weeks from when they put your name on the board to when you get, get to fight okay. in the stadium. Yeah. 
you, you, your emotions are all over the place. Like one minute you're feeling, oh, you know, you, you, you come out from training and you're like, oh, I'm going to do so great and all this stuff. You start imagining yourself doing great. And then literally at the drop of a hat or you go to the loo and you come out and you just, you're totally lost all your confidence. Right. You're, you're afraid, you're trying to, in your head, you're trying to escape it, if you all get right. me. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. just goes like that for right up until you kind of get there at the stadium. And even in the, van, in the back of the pickup on the way there, this, this, this like your brain's going from yes to no and yes and no and how you know, you part of your head like when they stopped at traffic lights you just kind of want to jump out the back of the back of the pickup and like run away yeah, like yeah. This, this this like just it's hard to explain but did you just, feel you inside you not had to go through with it but there was that I need yeah. to prove to myself if if no one else I need to go through Def- with this yeah definitely right. so you get to the stadium you go in and then. You know, you sit down, you watch a few fights, and it's probably not so good on your first go to watch these fights because they're absolutely naff. Yeah, absolutely beating the living crap out of each other. And uh, then they come up and give you this clipboard, and you have to sign the name up. And you're like, so you sign it, and it's like, what's that? He's like, oh, just if you die, well, you know, <laughs> you can't you're not going to press any charges. You're like, I'll be dead. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like no yeah, one's yeah. liable or what have you. But you know, just signing that thing and then not really signing because you sign it not knowing what it is and yeah. then they explain it to you. And then you've got another, what, 10, 15 <laughs> minutes thinking about what you've just done. And then you go out the back, you get you, know, you get your wraps on and all that. And then you, you get a rub down and they use this, like, it's called boxing liniment and it smells like deep heat but like a okay. really stronger yeah, yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. And... To this day, every time I smell that, it just brings you straight back oh, okay. to there. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I recently read a book uh, by, is it Jordan Belfort, mm-hmm. who The Wolf of Wall oh, Street is yeah. based on. Um, and he talks about a, a, a smell, like he has it in a bottle where he smells it. And he uh, is initially, like it's like a trigger and he get, okay. he, he feel, he's filled with like, you know, loads of confidence. And he smells it before he goes into, oh, right. okay. it, you know, into yeah. the boardroom or whatever you and I think that, even though they're rubbing it on your body, making your body warm, I, I'm pretty sure that that smell triggers the kind of fighting yeah. instinct inside your body. Because when you smell it, you, I literally, every time I smell it, I get goosebumps because right. it brings the whole vision back to me, if you get me. Mm. Hopefully won't, the pit smell won't appear in here and then you start kicking our ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. So you come back to the Alaman. Yeah. Uh, did you feel, from when you left to coming back, did you feel a different person when you came back? Yeah, I did confidence-wise, yeah. and I imagine um, that's a big experience to it, go it, through. It, it was. I mean, first won my first fight. A uh, oh. few months, like a month and a half, whatever, two months later, I had my other one, and I, I was in my head at the time. I was thinking, I'll just stay here and do this, but the money was running out. I'd I'd got with a girl, and kind of that was kind of progressing as well. I knew I had to come back get some money, so I thought come back for the summer. And then head back over for the winter. Right. So that's that's what I did. I come back, start working on the marquees, okay. which is perfect because they're really busy throughout the summer. Yeah, right. And then as it comes to winter, they drop off. I could head back to Thailand again. Okay. So that was the plan. And back out to the same camp then, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, straight back to the same camp. I think okay. it's, it's, I mean, if you're Manx Bike and Wheelers, you, I can't imagine you'd ever change camp from oh, okay yeah oh, okay. it's the same mentality then yeah, yeah definitely yeah, a no yeah. while i'm sat next to the chairman anyway oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. move i kill you yeah, yeah. yeah. so i'll yeah. set him on you, if you... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a loyalty there isn't there yeah yeah okay yeah okay so and how long did you stay out there after from that so yeah so well, that'd be 20 uh, 2003 then would that be or two no yeah it was two. appreciate it's a while ago now 
first first no it was 2005 and five and six was the first one wasn't it sorry yeah, yeah. sorry five, yeah you're right and then yeah, five well, and six right was the second there, yeah. trip yeah. yeah the second trip while i was back here i i decided to get that i was going to get married to this girl and what okay. have you so when i went back there that was kind of part of the trip as well it's been yeah. parents and things got over my friends going on about got tie wife etc <laughs> Um, so and when I went back, I, one of my friends come with me, and he come to train at the same camp and stuff. So, yeah, went back, got back with her. Uh, had another had another fight. Um, and before I went back, uh, like when I came back here, I was I was thinking, yeah, you know, I was driven to like have more and more fights, but all the time I was back here. I just kept on thinking back to it and I just remember like after I won my second fight in the build up to it after me first I, like I trained even harder I got even faster got even like my punches and kicks were really hard really fast and I just I wanted to, for my second fight I just wanted to have like a, a an opponent who was similar level to me and we'd just be yeah. go at it if you yeah. get me Um how it turned out like I knocked him out and right at the start of the second round and when I'd come out come out of the ring and stuff it, and uh, throughout that night I was really disappointed that I put all that training in and it it was over so fast oh, if you get okay. me and I was when I came back uh, I kind of trained a little bit back over in the Isle of Man I, in my head I, I kind of I was going over the why I I wanted to have like this massive battle with, you know, yeah. but, and it, it kind of started scaring me that I, I want you know that I wanted to pick I, I wanted to get picked against someone who was as yeah, yeah. a similar like ability to me and we just absolutely battle the living, you know have a really great fight and I kind of knew how hard I was hitting it and it's just I was just thinking you know what. And did you figure What's out why? Did me, you yeah. figure out why you were thinking that way? Why you were trying to find such a hard challenge ultimately? Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. You know, I had all this time throughout the summer to kind of mull over it in my head. And although part of me was like wanting to go back there and get straight back on it, another part of me was kind of like, you know, getting hit, and, getting hit in the head with that hard, and yeah. it's obviously not that. Do you think that was but, just you challenging, like mentally wanting to wanting a challenge to? Yeah, a, like, a bigger, harder challenge. It. it I mean, looking back now, it's probably me just, you know, you 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 got lots of demons from when you know when you're growing up and stuff. Yeah. And I think that was my. I mean, in the back yeah. of my head when I went away, it was I probably would have had a list of people in my head yeah, who yeah, yeah. wanted to come yeah. back and yeah, beat yeah. everybody up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And over time, it was like as you get better, you realise that's not the kind of way yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah. And at that time when you've gone out and you're going to and from. What was your, was there a goal in mind of doing this? Or was it just you wanting to get fitter or you enjoy the sport or was it you were wanting to kind of just see how how strong can yeah. I can I get in that? It, initially, it was like, oh, see if I can you know, get on telly in the K1 or something. That okay. was right. kind of the main, well, the top one that was kind of surfaced in my head before I even took off. Hmm. But over time, as, you, as you're doing it, you're training and like I explained, day to day is literally kind of you're in you, you're either sleeping you're eating or you're training yeah, and yeah. i mean that was that was great and you're in such peak performance kind of 
with your body and things. But um, you know, when you think about getting married and stuff like that, there's you just don't have time to go and like I said, you're enjoying that, but you're not enjoying anything else. If yeah, you get yeah. me, because you're just knackered all the time. So I went back. I had they they put me like a. I can't remember when I got back there, but it was literally four weeks after I'd got back. I mean, it, when I was over here, I went to Ibiza and stuff like that. So Perfect training. Yeah, yeah. My tr- <laughs> yeah, I wasn't in great condition, but they got me a fight within like four weeks. To, to fight within four weeks of getting back, I I didn't re- I didn't feel I was ready f- for it. But I mean, my trainer, Nook, he wanted me to do it. And I've, I felt like uh, an obligation from him to do it. And also, the biggest fear was, am I trying to get out of it because I'm scared of fighting or am I trying to get it out? You know, what? Yeah. what's the reason behind me wanting to stop after investing so much thought and time into doing it? So anyway, goes and does, does this fight. Right? It goes five rounds. It was with the guy I fought in, in the first fight. Um, there's, I got, I got, there's two parts of the fight where like one, like I was telling you, you know, when you kick in the bags and it's really hard and stuff. I went, I went to kick him in the, like in the waist with everything. And he, he managed to block it, but he blocked it with the end of his, like I hit him right on the end of his kneecap. And if you can imagine trying to kick someone as hard as you can with your shin mm-hmm. and the middle of your shin wax the end. And in my head, because when you're fighting, you don't really feel the pain because all oh, the adrenaline, everything's going. But when I hit the end of his knee, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the video clip that was, spinning around back then but there's a guy who kicks someone and, and when he puts his foot back down on the floor oh, his bleh. shin snaps and, and in my in that split second I was expecting that to happen it was that sore but when I put my foot back on the fan that didn't happen but all I wanted to do was just roll around on the floor yes. like clutching my leg I, I mean I stayed up that was just going on in my head and there was another part where he'd hit me that hard it, luckily it was just before the bell had gone but Every, you know when you're underwater everything's kind of like that it was like that and the bell goes I heard the bell go and then I started walking to my corner and all my trainers were over in this other corner I'm like why why are they over th- why are they over there and then as I'm still walking to this corner it's like all the cogs in in like you know the cogs in a watch we're all kind of missed not touching each other okay. and then next minute they all went bang and the sound goes, okay. and they were in my corner. I was walking to the neutral corner. Right. He he kind of hit me that hard. Yeah, my yeah, bearings had yeah, got yeah, to spin yeah. round. So, like, I managed to win that fight. But all that night, all I could, I was just thinking about it, just thinking about how hard I'd got hit. And that wasn't even, it wasn't that tough a fight, to be fair. So, uh, so that age, you talked a little bit about demons. Are you quite, you, I get the impression you're, there's an element of self-awareness there at this stage yeah. of why am I doing this? Is yeah. this what what am I trying to prove and why? And yeah. trying to dig yeah. in rather than just kind of getting your head just, down and, or getting your head kicked in, as case yeah. maybe you you're quite aware of. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I th- I and I I think from all the t- from all the time say to then, I mean I was going to temples and st- I mean that hadn't kind of sunk in too much with me yet, but yeah. I think subconsciously it was kind of sinking yeah, okay. in. If you get me. And all the times when you're not training, there's lots of time to think about yeah, all this I'd stuff. Imagine, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you once you start uncovering stuff, it once you get you when you start getting deep, you can't get back out of you can't get back out of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you know when you look, it's 
you've got to keep looking. You know, you so you were starting to study at this stage Buddhism, yeah. were you, and looking at Buddhism and yeah, um, yeah. So after which that, kind of seems like a natural progression, I guess, being down down that way. Yeah, yeah. So obviously with. The, the wedding coming up, we went to the temple and spoke to the monks. They told us, like, April's the special month and all this stuff. And, um, I don't know, I picked, up a, I picked up a book while we were there and I just started reading it. And as I was reading it, it was kind of, you know, you have things going for you. Sometimes in life, you've got things going on in your head that you're not kind of sharing with anyone. And a song will come on. It's like, that's, you know, it, it's like, it comes on just the right yeah, moment yeah, or whatever. Yeah. For me, with this book, it, 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 like every page was kind of what has been going on in my head anyway do you get me it was yeah. like I had to, it's like fate but without being cheesy about yeah. it yeah. if you get me so go, go on sorry go, so i got your hooks then into looking just you know exploring buddhism yeah. more yeah so uh yes i mean i read through that book loads of times uh went back spoke to the monks a few times pretty much the same monk every time i went back to that temple but then kind of started looking online and just I st- tried meditating then and it's it's just really hard to get st- I mean I don't know if you tr- tried it but getting start I mean getting back started back then was hard but yeah so I started experimenting with meditation and you know looking into yeah. the Buddhism so that's 05 06 type yeah. of time and you you obviously down in Thailand at this stage how long before you when did you get back to the island yeah so there with, with like so we come back for the summer again so i spent the summer over here again married at the stage now yep yep, yep. uh did you come back? yeah and at some like i come back with a mate and then a month later she come back just to see how she f- would have kind of climatized to this like, what the hell yeah <laughs> what's <laughs> this wind <laughs> yeah well while i was in Thai, i kind of learned to speak thai re- well not really well but yeah. much better than most people would learn to speak thai yeah. so her English wasn't so great, so when she come over here, it was like, how's yeah. she gonna get on with that as well? Yeah, if you yeah, get right. me, yeah. But I mean, you know, she got on really well from family and stuff, and she, she liked it. But for Thai people, I, I mean, I mean, it's not sports related, but for Thai people, they see Westerners go to Thailand with tons of money and just spending loads of money, and in their heads, they just think we've got so much money. Do you mm-hmm. get me? Yeah. And what they don't realise is we spent all year saving up so that we can live like that for two weeks and then we go back to Yeah. So there was there was that as well, okay. you know. The yeah, realisation. Yeah, there's a big expectation coming over here thinking this just everyone's just gonna be living like yeah. kings. You live in Peel Castle. <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. It's like no, everyone lives like kings for a for a week or two yeah. in Thailand and then they come back and live you know, like like you live in Thailand mm. if you get me. Yeah, yeah. So so then you t- then you went back. I presume travelling yeah. back and forth. Then were you between the two? Yeah, places? I mean over over the over the time I'd gone, back, but every time it got less. Then and um, in two thousand nine, my oldest daughter got born. Then okay. so it ended up just being like a holiday in Thailand. If you get me. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, uh, I think when she was born, that was when I went over and took the leap and went to stay in the in the monastery. Okay. So talk us through a little bit how that. Yeah, so that was another one which took me a while to ex- for my body to accept the decision I'd made in my head. If you get me, so it was like I was trying to so move. Wat Yu Mong is that is that where you were? Is that Watu, yeah, yeah. Wat Yu Mong, yeah, yeah okay. in Chiang Mai. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I went up and scoped the place out. Spoke to the abbot, 
I think I don't know if they call that a habit, but you know the head monk, what have you. And he was like, he was straight away. He had a, just the way he was and the way he kind of spoke to me. Is I don't know. He had like a real calmness about him, and that really attracted me to go back there. If you get me, and he was like, yeah, just come back whenever you want, what have you. Not in not not like I'm saying it, but yeah, yeah. you know, so many words, and uh, we'll get you started. So he, he gave me some like white clothes and stuff and told you know go away you know sort out whatever you want to sort out and come back and stay for however long you think so how long were you there for i was only there for five days right okay but it was like i mean the the rate that's five days of meditating five days yeah it's it's literally you you get your room which is literally just a square like a little kind of what drove you to go there? Sorry, just to wind back slightly. Is I need I, to just try this. Or? Yeah, because I've been reading a lot about Buddhism. I, right. I, I kind of got... I was meditating a lot. And I just wanted to... Just to... The silence and just to see what what it is. If I could, you know, find this... Because I've read a lot about all understanding things and stuff. But I didn't... Yeah. I didn't understand it yet, yeah, yeah. and I thought going to this temple was going to help me yeah, yeah. to, you know, come to like a realization. I was searching for something. I just didn't, you know, you it, was didn't just, know what. it was just a yeah, blur yeah. in the distance. Yeah, yeah. It was something that I, I felt like I needed to find. Were you doing more mai tai? Had you stopped? Had you no, stopped? No, no I, st- I still trained over here. And when I went back the first week, I, I, we stayed on the camp, and I got back to training and went to Wau Mong. Went back home, went back to training that night. Uh, a couple of days later, spoke with the missus and said, you know, are you okay with uh, Mesa and my daughter if I, you know, go back there for for the five days? And she was like, yeah, you know, you need to do it, what have you. So I just got a taxi there, just turned up. And he's like, oh, it's you again, come here, blah, blah, blah. Right, just go into that room. There was a woman in there, in the room. She just explained to me, what walking meditation was and just went from there right. so, so is that trying to like when you're talking about your fights trying to be able to cope and deal and i guess cut cut that calmness that's yeah. embedded in it all yeah when you're talking well i'm going to run out the taxi or i'm not or i'm going to do this and yeah, do not yeah. and that sort of stuff that you've previously been having to try and just block out everything else yeah. and you know that sort of, so that's what you would looking for that that yeah. something to help in that sense or? yeah kind of kind of that but just just searching for that blur for, what that blur yeah, was what the blur was yeah like what's the you know you know get not get too deep but you know what's what's the point of everything All right, you okay me? yeah and how at the end of that five days I appreciate there is not I imagine the blur is completely unblur but did it give you some direction do you no, feel it was completely different than I, right. I anticipated it would right. be and like you think, oh, you just meditate all day. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you try to meditate, but I mean, initially, you know. Oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, I say a nightmare, and not a nightmare. It's, it's just it's difficult. Yeah, 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 it's very yeah. difficult. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one what typical day there? Get up at five o'clock in the morning, go and chant for two hours, meditate for an hour, um, go and clean clean up for an hour, and they said that was vitally important is to be mindful when you're cleaning up okay. and later on recently I, it kind of penny drops as to why that is important to be mindful of that if you get me uh, I don't so tell me well it's 
it's like being my like it's if you imagine your mind is like a garden right yeah. and most people i'd say in in the west they got quite a you know it's overrun with weeds and stuff like that mm-hmm. so to, so you imagine you turn up at say you inherit a house you turn up in this massive garden at the back and it's just you know it's been the left line for like 20 years it, you know it's going to be all over oh, great, it's yeah, going to yeah. look like a massive mess isn't it and to turn that into something beautiful is going to take a long time yeah, isn't okay. it yeah. so yeah. but once you've got it beautiful maintaining it is a lot easier do you get me yeah. so day to day cleaning you maintain things and and that's the same with like come yeah, yeah. we can skip to now is like you know, I did arrive at a realization back then, and then I thought that was it. You know, I'm sound. And then, like I already told you before, I, I just let it slip, and yeah, it did. Yeah. It slipped away. Everything slipped away. But it's interesting because what earlier episode with Mike Cooley, and he talks mm. about yeah, mindfulness and that. Yeah. yeah, those types of analogies of it's it's a training exercise that yeah. you've got to do daily, and it takes a lot to get fit, the yeah. mind fit, and yeah. then you've got to keep maintaining it as well. Definitely, it's um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, got, I, it's it's basically an understanding that you have. I can't explain it to you because you have to find it yourself yeah. inside. But once you found it, it's not there forever. It's not. It's not just gonna. It's not like I found. You know, it's not yeah. like you've lost your keys. You found them. You've got hold of them, so they're yeah. yours. It's it's a, like you say. It's a daily process. You have to cultivate it every. It, we, if if you if you think of your current self, is you're not the same person now as you were like yesterday or you know something. I know I'm more that. awesome today than I was yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, aside from that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do know what I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, it's a, so yeah, it's what, continuing to build. Isn't yeah. It? So so say you've yep. say you've cleaned out. You you know you've got your garden. It's it's you, you spent all that time. Now you kind of owe it to your previous self to just maintain it yeah. and maintaining it. It's easy when you do it every day. And what, well, I say when you say men, maintaining, is that through me, through meditation? Yeah, I or, mean, or practices, or just through your daily, the way you live, day day to day. But you know, start the day with meditation. That's a really good help. And do you literally just mean sitting down and finding some stillness? As if for uh, me, for someone I, I yeah. know, I've, I've not done meditation, I and I didn't yeah. know what it is. You see the stereotypical someone sitting down. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. So is it you is can, it that or is you, it you can sit however you like and there's I I don't know any research that says you have to sit the way the Buddha sits in the but it for me, I, I find it difficult to sit like that, but for me I think there's a reason why he is sitting like that. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. To me. So I, I, I sit like that. I, I sit through it's not really that uncomfortable anymore the more you kinda of do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sit breathe, um find the calmness and then you kind of you can view your thoughts as the it's you, you, it's like two things going on there this you, the thought pattern which is always going on but you're you're not well, it's hard to explain but you can see them hmm. and you can see them as they happen and for it like lots of people throughout their day everyone gets lots of negative thoughts especially when you go on Facebook and stuff and it'll be a subconscious thing and lots of people are just stuck in all this negative subconscious thing that's going over but because it's they're not they're they're not viewing themselves so they don't even see that they're being negative in so many aspects of their life 
But when you, if you sit in the morning, you meditate and you, you find that throughout the day, you can, you can see it and you can keep check of it. You're like, you, you can and then push it away. almost in your head, just not really push it away. Just go, you're doing it. And okay. then it'll, it'll, okay. Yeah. It'll, and some, someone will say something negative to you and you, I don't know if you realize, but throughout the next few hours, you'll probably go back to that, what they said to you and it, it'll niggle away at you. But when you meditate and you keep taking care of your garden yeah. i don't know it's just yeah, say no, your garden yeah. it's you, you keep check of it and it goes away really fast yeah. and you populate the the joy in yourself from thinking about the positive things and on, on a daily process it's easy and you you kind of walk around much more kind of joyous it's uh really interesting i mean it ultimately it's coincidence not coincidence you're in here but the, a couple of episodes ago now we spoke to mike cooley yeah have you i don't know where you've come across no mike. I, I know about him yeah and uh he talks exactly exactly like i've been one of mike's courses so i'm certainly nowhere near an expert but yeah. the things you describe there are things from just my own research and, and that course that I, I, i'm on right on the edge of just kind of trying to understand that but yeah, yeah, yeah it ties in nicely so yeah, yeah. Tie, tie in with listening to our <laughs> podcast go back and have a listen to mike's one because it ties in and it's just coincidence we're ultimately talking about that, and that's an interest of uh, Orange. Mm. So, back to the Isle of Man. Yep. Uh, things kind of maybe fall off the rails a little bit when you come back to the back to the island. Um, what in the sense of you, yeah, you're I, fighting then, etc. Not fight yeah. or not keeping fit, etc. Yeah. That kind of rails, I mean, yes. in the sense of not you burning down buildings. No, yeah. <laughs> After I uh, got back, I kept on meditating. I mean, I. I got right into it at this point and I did eventually come found what I was yeah I found something anyway and then I the next day I kind of meditated less and less and for some some part of me just thought I don't have to do this anymore you know I've solved the equation or what have you and then that was when slowly over time you kind of start eating meat everything basically everything else so you're a veggie while you're in Thailand primarily yeah I, yeah, I just kind of stopped maintaining mm. the garden. Yeah, the garden in my mind. Right. And yeah, uh, just. And you noticed at some stage, I assume this again, we'll call it a spiral of. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just, I was, I was holding my daughter and I looked in the mirror and I just looked at this kind of, in my mind, just like fat, sweaty, lazy dude. And I was looking at her and think all the kind of hopes and dreams I had for her and all the love I had for her and just. When I looked up and saw me, I thought, what's she going to think of me? Right. And that was when the kind of penny dropped. I thought, you know, I worked so hard yeah, yeah. To, to, you know, kind of solve all my problems right. and then just thought thought that was it, you know. I don't think there's ever a... Yeah, game over. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's ever a, sol- a solving point, is there? It's there always is, about yeah. developing there's and no growing. There's no finish line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So just started training, started running... Uh, start training never historically run. run before particularly no, before that no, just like people say, locally will know you from running no no not racing yeah, yeah. no I, I kind of just 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 would run just to keep fit if you get me so yeah. I started training again my brother jumped on training this is 2013 yeah. so we started we spent a couple of hours in the gym every day and doing running and we built up from there Um. so that was like a 
pretty much a whole year where we trained together. Okay. Not competing, just no, getting just, fit, just, yeah, getting, just fit training, getting fit and getting fit. And did you start going back to confident. doing a bit of meditating, picking up the, let's call them the better habits? Yeah, yeah, yes. The eating, whatever yeah. that might be. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of didn't turn back to a veggie back then. Just, yeah, just like lots Stole of training, book. lots yeah. of eating, he- much more healthier, running and stuff. And, uh, you know, just starting to feel more positive about everything. You're working on the Isle of Man at this stage? Yeah, yeah. Assume, where were you working? Uh, Robinson's okay, delivery right. driver. Yeah, okay, okay. And then into 14, you start, started looking at doing a bit of mountain biking. And yeah, and in 2014, I decided I was going to do the Ramsey Half Marathon. So I kind of started building my training to that. And I hurt my, what the, hurt my lower back. And my friend um, lent me his mountain bike just so I could keep ticking okay. over. And that was why... I, kind of started getting into mountain biking because went out for a bunch of rides on my bike and then one of my friends for Peel is into mountain biking so I went out with him and he was like you're pretty good at you know so then even though I was planning on doing the running I kind of started getting a bit of a buzz for the mountain biking so that was and and continuing to I suppose ramp up the meditation the the learning etc yeah and um at that time, my brother, he got with this girl and she wasn't liking us spending so many hours in the gym together. So it kind of was kind of perfect. It was kind of perfect the way he was wanting to go that way. Yeah. And I was wanting, so I didn't go to the gym anymore. It was just getting out on the bike all the time. Mm. It, it gets under your skin, doesn't it? You, yeah. know, you want to be going out on your bike all the time. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of mid-30s now, I guess. Yeah, 30. yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Uh, and then getting into, into 15, you're doing more mountain biking. Yeah, getting results in the end to end. Yeah, start start you know do some cross country races and things like that. Yeah. And were you again? This was when you were looking at the sport and doing the sport. It was just your way of continuing to look after yourself, look after yeah. your body, uh, and, your and just enjoying being out right. on a bike. It's right. you know it's great fun, isn't it? You, yeah, you, get, yeah. you get you get like you going out with other people, or do you do yeah. a lot of training on your own? Uh, I did do a lot of training by myself just because of the times of day yeah. when I was getting finished work and what yeah, have you. Yeah. But I was also training with quite a few of the guys from Peel and stuff and. And you know, any them. competitiveness kick in and join do any races or anything yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, I did some of the cross country races. Yeah. yeah. Uh and, and that was that was you know, did the sports category, did really well, moved up to the uh expert category and was doing really well. Thought, okay, I'll mm-hmm. jump on the elites and then it was like, Oh, hang on a minute. It's a bit more <laughs> of a big leap to, you know, doing this one. Yeah, yeah. There's some uh, some good boys in that category. Yeah, isn't definitely. There? Mm-hmm. I'd imagine just listening to your story so far, though you you are naturally competitive. I would guess. Yeah, that's. I I think that's a big reason why I was kind of holding. You know, that whole year when I was training from brother, I was really hold, kind of holding myself back from getting involved in any kind of races just because I, I kind of part of me just knew what I was gonna. Oh right, okay. Be in Jump like in a, two feet type. Yeah, of, yeah. That's not a bad thing, though. No, no. Maybe it's just not what you wanted at that stage. Maybe it's my body's just going, oh, not again, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, Here we yeah. go again. You're not yeah. going to get kicked in the head this time. <laughs> yeah, biking. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 2016, having spent a load of time in Thailand getting your head kicked in and not breaking any bones, you then broke some bones uh, or collarbones yeah. on the island. How did you manage that? Yeah. Um, not fighting, bike. hopefully. No, just went out on a mountain bike, um, planned to do like 20 miles, what have you, Stop, you know, starting to build mileage up as the... As we start to progress into the year, yeah. So I went up Barnell, started going down through Arasi. It was in the dark as well, and um, I was on a fully rigid bike. And you know that little jump. 
I mean, I'm not sure if you're mm. familiar. Yeah, yeah, I think there's, there's just a little. I mean, there's a lot of dangerous yeah. bits down there, isn't there, through Arisi? So, so like on the end-to-end course, you kind of go flat along the top, and then it goes inside. Yeah, kind of yeah. little in and out few trees, and there's a little jump on your way down. Oh yeah, I do know exactly the one. Yeah. Yeah. So I hit the jump, and then when I landed the jump, the the head, the whole head kind of set of the bike snapped in half. Okay. So my arms kind of went one way, and my body went straight down, and snapped both my collarbones. Yeah, were you on your own? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I just, yeah. Did just, you know straight away you'd snap them? Yeah, I, yeah. I knew, so, you know, the bike didn't do what it was supposed to do. Yeah. I heard a big click and I kind of stood up. Because three months before I'd broken one of my collarbones. So I kind of, I was hoping it was just that one again, if you get me. So I kind of picked myself up. There's lots of adrenaline going. So I, like clutched both my arms together. I knew I was in, adrenaline's pumping. knew it wasn't going to last long. So I just kind of started running back up the trail okay uh got back out onto the road like the you know the farm lane yeah kind of looked around for any lights and there's there's a house kind of down the road on the left so I started kind of running down down the road um went into their kind of driveway and i saw two guys work it must have been like an office or whatever i saw two guys working but i couldn't I couldn't move my arms. Couldn't too. knock I on the knock door. On the window, yeah. so I'm just like headbutt, outside. Headbutt on the door. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. And what, I caught one of their attention. And he was like staring at the window with a confused look on his face, and I like just bounce up and down, going <laughs> like nodding my head, trying to point to what I'd done. Anyway, you come out. Uh, one of them run my parents, and then the other one um, took me to the hospital. Right. That's when I found out I'd broken them both again. Right. So is that is that never seen anyone with double? Like yeah. both sides. Is that two slings then? I, just, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was two slings. Yeah, I, I broke. How'd you bat? You can't bat yourself or anything. I assume you just. No, well, the, the three months earlier, I, I broke my left one, and um, getting over it, went to the hyperbaric chamber and everything, mm-hmm. and like I made it was like a massive deal for me, but when I'd broken both of them, because I'd already kind of been through that ordeal, it was less of an ordeal. If you okay. get me, I kind of knew what to expect and everything. I didn't go to the hyperbaric chamber. Uh, getting back to the eating healthy, I, I, I did a bit of, like I wanted to get fit quick. It was the start, coming into the start of the season. So I did some research, found out, you know, broccoli and stuff like that. It was really okay. good, drinking lots of water. So I just kind of started eating really healthy. Um, I just wanted to get back out my bike. A couple of weeks later, I, kind of, I managed to be able to, even though my left was broken as well, it wasn't as bad as the right. So I kind of be able to kind of ride one handed. So I kind of started riding around just one-handed right. in the time I was off work. And then I just, I I was in, I was so determined to get back to mm. fitness. I, and I did everything I could. I, I kind of made myself get fitter, like probably about two or three weeks faster than I'd oh, right. from okay. just once. Right. Interesting that, because I'm just bringing it back to the last one we recorded with Ruth, um, physio who <laughs> and nurse, it was kind of saying that you can give a timeline to, some people on how long you should should rest but yeah. there are certain characters or people who will be like i understand that but i want to get back as soon as <laughs> yeah. possible so as soon as i'm able to i'm going to be trying which i find it say is interesting after hearing that straight yeah. away some people are just as you say you can't help it you need to you once need you've got to, that in your head want to be yeah. uh, getting back to it and it keeps you positive as well you know yeah. i was going around just really obviously it hurt when i went over bumps but i was going on the road i mean mountain fully suspend full sus mountain bike just riding like 30 mile an hour, but I was out all day. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Right. I was like riding around the whole island like 30 mile an hour, but that was so much better than just sitting Sit. at home. 
thinking about my injuries. The big question is, did you ever go back for the mountain bike that you smashed up when you left it in Arisi? Yeah, uh, my friend went and picked it up oh, for me. Threw it in the bin. Garden, yeah. yeah. Still there like, now. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cursing it. Yeah, I know. And did you do the end-to-end in the end that year? Um, that's a mountain bike race on the island for uh, those that don't know. That, so that was... What, 16. Was 2016. I, th- uh, I, think I'd, I think I did, but I think I'd gone on holiday prior to it and it it wasn't like a I'd come back put on a bit of weight and stuff right. and I, th- I think I still made top 100 or something right. but I've, you know it wasn't a, and during 16 appreciate not necessarily running with the collarbone injury yeah. but were you between these injuries were you running were you doing running no no right. well it, it like riding on a full size bike on the road wasn't so bad but anytime I like even tried to walk fast the kind of yeah, yeah. movement of it it was really painful so I, like i really couldn't run right okay right so then you, you get more into running in 17 you start yeah um i think 2017 that was when the, the missus left uh and like i she left me with the kids and um i just you know the amount of time that you have to put in yeah, when cycling yeah, yeah. i just knew that wasn't going to happen and obviously the amount of money that goes into maintaining your bike and stuff upgrades that wasn't going to happen so i just thought well you know got trainers got trainers and my brother lives like five doors up from me and literally just took the girls in with him go and get an hour in hard and you know that's really good training so that's you know and i was using that for training maintaining myself and you know when you're out running you can clear the mind a little as well clear the mind and you do uh not meditation when you're running, but you use that yeah. as time to do mindful work. Yeah, definitely. And right. um, you can work. Uh, another good thing about meditation, which I didn't kind of touch on, was because there's lots of things you can do inside your head when you are there. It's not just about trying to stop your thoughts. You can, you know, it's if you imagine you've got a bunch of thought like like shallow thoughts that come to you really quick that are always coming to you. But once you've kind of seen that and got through it, you get better, like there's better thoughts underneath that, mm-hmm. which you can start to see. And there's like levels of your thought pattern, and it gets better the more time you spend in there. And when you're out running, you can start to, you, your body's got you like in the monks, they say monkey mind. Okay. Like we've all got a monkey mind, it's just constantly wanting to do, you know, want stimulation constantly. But while you're running, it's part of your head is working hard trying to keep that going so you can start to go in so you, yeah, you've got it okay. distracted so you can start del- delving really and deep inside and start finding and, things and do you find then in those situations would you go for an hour run and because you I'll use the word meditating it's not yeah. the right term but doing doing the work that you just get back and you're like where'd that hour go uh, yeah it's like driving a car yeah definitely yeah right you're, okay you, your subconscious takes over and right. you just go it's like what Mike was saying yeah, to you yeah. about um, it's like a mo- you know whatever your wherever your head is if, if you get so engrossed in something in your head that's what your body's going through even if it's just in your head your brain doesn't know that that's not real or what have you no right okay yeah okay yeah so, so he talks about a guy who built muscles from thought oh, yeah. process yeah yeah, yeah there's, there's, an, there's thinking, another thinking about lifting weights and, and grew muscles off yeah. the back of it yeah I, I heard that and there's another test was I found out about where they got people to learn the piano without a piano oh really and then when they put a piano in front of them they they picked it up so much faster than the people that didn't and it's because they'd already kind of pre-trained the mind prepped their brain yeah right. prepped their head prepped, prepped their mind for it i'm so I'm getting so much more interested in there yeah, there's, 
There's of a nut walking going in my nugget. Which is not a lot for the last 43 years, but maybe I can make more use of it now. (laughs) (laughs) So during that year of 17, do a half marathon. Yeah. Finished pretty well in that. Yeah, uh, 17, was that when I got 10th, I think? Okay. There was, like, the first time I did it, I come, like, 14th, what have you. And then a couple of years later, I did it come, I think, come 10th that time. And then... Can you remember the type of time you were running... Uh, when, I, when I come 10th I think it was like one twenty three or something right. like that I think not bad it was yeah. alright <laughs> <laughs> then uh. the year after I did it come 3rd that was like one twenty or something Okay. I got one twenty twice and then this and you year, were getting competitive then I, and yeah, yeah. Was, yeah after that after that year once everything kind of dust had settled, you know, I was in a nice routine with the kids and everything. Um, so we go in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, into 2018. 18, yeah. Yeah, I, I started training the training the fells. Started yeah, right. really enjoying going running, and just just really just enjoying running. To yeah. be honest, going out and just running and just coming back and you'd have a hard day at work, be able to go out and get an hour and a half, two hours in on the fells or yeah. on the hills and stuff. And you feel like you had more energy at the end of it than you did when you finished work. Right, okay, right. It was great. And so in 18, we were talking about this off mic earlier. Yeah. Starting in, I presume you're researching a lot around how to get fit, how to train, how to train yourself. You start introducing slow running into your training technique. Yeah, so I mean, I started listening to the uh, podcast, which is um, The Science of Ultra. Mm. And I mean, they've, it's been going for a long time, so they've had a lot of um, guests on stuff. So I kind of basically, because I'm a delivery driver, just zoning in on that, you know, yeah. three hours a day, just every time I jump back in the van, just press play again mm-hmm. and just listen to all the episodes over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and then also you, you find out about books that you can read. And, and again, it's good to read books, but it's also when you're driving, you can bang the audio book yeah. on and it just started to get absorbed by it and start to think you know I, I'm pretty good running out and I think I can get much better so that was when I start the slow run start the slow run yeah I mean everything was pointing towards it and I, uh, I was what's involved to, in that apart from obviously running slowly yeah I mean it's 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 you th- some people think yeah I, I'm running slowly but when I mean if you've got a heart rate strap that's the best way because you can actually you know I mean, they're, they're wrist-based things. I don't mm. think they work very well. I, mm-hmm. I think they can give you... You're like an Apple Watch when you say wrist-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they've got, yeah, they've yeah, got the, like sensor the sensor on your arm. Yeah. I just don't think they work that well. And I think you can get mixed data. And you're better off not getting any data than getting stuff that's not yeah. accurate, isn't it? Absolutely. But yeah, um, like under 130 beats per minute, I mean, I'm sure it's different for lots of people, but that's a really good average to work on. It's working well with, yeah. with me and yeah. like other people I talk with. So whatever pace you run at, keeping it between like 120, 130 beats per minute, you know, it might be 14 minute miles or it might be eight minute miles, could be seven minute miles. And just, you know, literally just slowly over time, um, doing your slow run and building it up. Um, maybe, you know, you can mix some intervals in every now and then, but it's really just like, spending lots of time running slowly right okay why what why what's that uh, do it, it, it i mean your body adapts over over the time it's it's got a chance to like your bones got a chance to kind of get a bit stronger from the pounding 
it, like it, your whole body makes just minute, like um, adaptations. Yeah, adaptations yeah. over over time, and because you're not fatiguing yourself so much every day, it, well, you, running this slow, you don't really fatigue yourself. You train more. Yeah, so you can build the build the mileage up, and your mitochondria uh, in your muscles just you, you you basically get more mitochondria, which is a lot more economical for you know burning fuel. It, you start to burn fats more instead of just if you go out hammering it all the time, you're basically just going into carbs all the time because. As soon as your heart rate gets above a certain level, your body can't break the fats down fast enough to to use them. Whereas when you're doing all the slow run, you build mitochondria up, your body's burning the fats. It's, I mean, it's burning its glycogen, it's glycogen. You know, there's a lot. It's basically using all the fuel sources it can, yeah. and it and it's because you're running at such a slow rate, it can use what it needs when it needs. Oh, okay. and, and then when you start running fast, you, them adaptations help you to yeah. keep running fast. Okay. And I suppose you need an element of, uh, say, patience about it because yeah, instinct certainly as an athlete, I use the word athlete very loosely throughout my throughout my life, to train slower, it's just totally against instinct. Yeah. It, oh, it, yeah. Initially, it's so hard. I mean, think of those Strava times going up and everyone oh. looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Like at the at the start of this year, I broke it down even more and like really slowly built up everything. And all throughout this year, even throughout the races, in between, I mean, I did the uh, No Rest for the Wicked. So it was racing every day for six days, but every morning I still go out and do my slow run because I was so worried that doing all the fast stuff was oh, going right. okay, to have right. an adverse effect. So I, like every day I kind of counted that with the slow run. Right. Uh, after New York, I uh, did a bunch of like really short, fast races. And even me, with the amount of slow running that I'd done, because I'd... I thought, right, okay, I've done that. I've got like three months before, like January, what have you. I'll just bang all these races in and then I'll start me slow running again. So I started doing all these fast races without me slow running. And slowly throughout the time, my heart rate starts creeping up in all the races. Right. So instead of like averaging once, once, say 170 in like a six mile race, what have you, it was, it was going up 180, 180. I mean, I did uh, the Ramsey Fireman's run like the week after I got back from New York. I mean, granted, you know, there's probably a bit of fatigue in there as well, but in that like five, just like five mile race, I was like 188 average heart yeah, rate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, throughout the whole year, I'd never even, I'd, I'd climb a hill as fast as I could, I'd never get up to 188. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So all, all my races from there, they were all in the 180s. Hmm. And even though I'd done all that slow training, it's it comes, the more fast stuff you do without doing the slow stuff, your um, your eco- ec- your economy just kind of gets yeah, yeah. gets worse. So okay, so so through that it's interesting stuff. Through that eighteen, you uh, you won the Manx Mount, Mountain Marathon as well uh, yep, as eighteen. Yep. So going into that, we I use the word favorite. You you in your in your mind talk about favorite. the mind, but did you feel you were in a position to win it? Was that something on your radar or no? It, uh, to be fair, going into that, I mean, I had trained really hard for it, but I mean, this was my first ultra. I think it was my th- my first marathon, let alone ultra marathon, um, I picked up an injury in my heel, so I couldn't really train as well as I'd like to and stuff. Um, I, I basically went into it to finish. I knew a few of the guys who, well, I knew one person for sure, um, Ben Scott. 
who had won it in the past. I saw him there, and I thought, well, he, you know, he's got this. Uh, someone had told me there was a guy coming over from England, for, you know, from the lakes, who's like a f- big yeah. favourite. So I just thought, you know, if I can get top ten, whatever. But the main goal was just to finish it. Right. Um, obviously, it went well. Yeah, it went. Yeah, at, at the start, we we took off at the. You know, in your head, you think, you know, we've got a long way to go and stuff. But we took off at quite an easy, not an easy pace, but you know. I was maintaining staying close to the to Ben, um, get up north, climb north Barul. Uh, I kind of managed it all right. I thought I just I'll, I just thought he knows where he's going. I'll stick with him, see how long I get. If I get to St John's, I start dropping off. You know, it's a lesson learned, isn't it? So I just sticking with him along, along the ridge, drop down, went up Snay Fell, back down. On the way up Snay Fell, I got talking to him. You you you, you kind of in your head, you just think. You know, if I can get talk, if you can get talking to someone a long race, you it makes it less. You know, yeah, it makes yeah. the distance less. You can distract your mind and stuff. So I got to talking to him, and he's a really nice guy. So we were both chatting away for probably a good ten miles from then, uh, coming into Greba Mountain. And but just as we were coming in, like he'd have a nice chat and stuff, and he'd carry on for a bit, or one of us would be in the lead or what have you. So anyway, he gets to the top of Greba Mountain. I turn around, and he was like quite far in the distance. I think, oh, you know. And from there, I wasn't sure how to get down to the bottom, so I actually waited for him. So did the punch there. We started dropping down to the bottom together. Um, once we got down into Greba, uh, where yeah. you come out on the road, I turned around and he was still kind of lagging a little bit behind. So we dropped onto the railway line, run along the railway line. I just thought, well, I'll, I'll just run at my pace. If he keeps with me, then I'll carry on talking to him. Anyway, he got into St. John's and he was nowhere behind me, so I just thought, I felt all right, and I thought, bloody, you know, that yeah. was when I thought, I could, I could actually win this. Yeah. So I just kept my heart rate, tried to keep it to like 151, 152, which felt all right, and just uh, just plodded along at that, got to the round table, uh, everyone's, you know, the people at the feed station stuff, like, bloody hell, you know, you're doing <laughs> great, and that gave me a real good pause. And every feed station I got to, I kind of stopped, had a drink of water, had a chat with them, and just that kind of camaraderie what I was getting from the people yeah. and everyone was like as shocked as I was it gave me an even more of a buzz and whatever pain my legs were feeling it didn't matter cause, you know I really felt like I was going to do this right yeah. so yeah I mean got to the finish and I was like elated it was what kind of time for those I mean I don't even know what kind of time does the Manx Marathon take to run well for uh, you to run not about the rest well, of us that time I did it in, I think it was like one uh, 524 or something right. like that which right. is and and the course has changed many times I mean this year is going to the 50th anniversary so it's changed a lot in them times but you know it's, it's a good it's yeah, a, good, it's a, good a long ass did you do much training to that distance or time prior to that um, I did one I, I mean I, I was building up to say 20 miles you know going out on the fells but I did one run in like the month the start of the month before so maybe 5 or 6 weeks before where I ran from my house in Peel uh, ran out to um, the Crosby, went up through that, that plantation there, I've gone, was the King's Forest, and basically went over all the fells, all the way to North Burrell, dropped down North Burrell to Ramsey, and then come all the way back, so it was like 36 miles or something oh, like right. that, okay. in, and it was snowing and windy and stuff, <laughs> and I absolutely killed myself, but I was, I was going really, really slow, but I mean, I'd never done that kind of distance before. How and far is the Manx Mountain Marathon? It's a, it's thirty. Right. It's thirty miles. Right. Okay. It but that year it was advertised as being a bit longer, but we've since found it's thirty. Right. Um, Five and a half hours is such a long time to be running, isn't it? 
Well, for me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I think for most, no, 80, 85%, no, 99% of people. So would you say you prefer fell or road running? Fell, it's, I think definitely it's fell, even for training. I mean, if I'd never raced, I'd still just love going out and fell. It's, you, it's like well-being, you know, you're in amongst nature yeah, and yeah. it's, I don't know, it's, it just feels really You see parts good. of the island as well that you yeah. just wouldn't see. I've done definitely. a tiny little bit and you kind of just go up hills that you just and get views you just never if, yeah. especially if you're not ready if you're racing it's well I've done a few fails and I was never on 150 beats it was like 180 mm. and struggling to yeah. struggling to see any views but if, you, if you're training <laughs> yeah. on it you can get some yeah some amazing places Blue, around yeah. isn't it yeah uh, it's, it's 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 that but also when you run on the road you concentrate on splits I mean you know when yeah, you guys are course, into cycling yeah. you if you got a power meter on on your yeah. um, on your bike, you don't even know where you've been, do you? Yeah, you just no, you're right. looking at yeah. what, how many watts you're putting out. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of similar to when you're running road. You just you know you concentrate on your splits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, great. Do a little bit of road running when I can, and yeah, the first thing you're looking at is what's my pace. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So did you do London Marathon that year as well? In I did. Yeah. For what yeah. time did you do that in? I did that in three oh one. I was really disappointed in that, to be honest. All right, okay. Like it was hot. Come back, everyone. Well, lots of people who I know were like congratulating me, and like I was saying, you know, thanks, and you know, I didn't want to seem kind of obnoxious and going, oh, I was, you know, was really planning on running faster now. I was, you know, on the on the surface, I was appreciative of their support, but deep down in myself, I felt like really. What was your expectation deflated. going in? I was I was hoping to get like say two forty five something okay. like that, uh, and I was running at that pace and just. It was the year, everyone goes on about, well, lots of people say that it was, it was really hot that year. Right. And the people who I, I'm kind of close to, who are, you know, I, I tell that I'm, I was disappointed, you know, I told I was disappointed. You know, they'd say, yeah, it was really hot. Everyone had a bad year that year. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. But like internally for me, I was really disappointed because the amount of kind of weight I put on that race. Yeah. And going through that, you're saying when you're running, you're always looking at your splits and that's yeah. who was there any point where you're going through that scene, yeah, I'm, I'm behind, behind, and then I guess the playing on your mind against what you're trying to train yourself of not paying attention to what's yeah. going on, but at the same time, every time you're looking down at your watch, it's telling you, hang on, you're, you're behind, you're, yeah. you're, you're goal, should we say. Yeah. It's that play on your mind at that point? or Yeah, yeah. In, in the race, like I started off, because it was my first go, I was kind of in the, like in the pack, you know, I wasn't at the front or anything, so yeah, I had to work harder to kind of get... Not to, I was nowhere near the front, but I had to work harder to get in a group that was at a similar pace. In fact, by the time I, you know, it took me however many minutes to get to a pace, I was just always never going to catch up with him, if you get me. Yeah, of course. So, like you say, I'm kind of trying to catch up with something that I'm never going to catch up with. Uh, But, you know, I got on pace. I was running pace quite, quite well for probably after halfway. I think it got to about 18, 19 miles. And the legs start twitching like they're cramping up, and I'm thinking this is this is way too early for this to be happening. Uh, my mouth just was dry, like I was drinking the water, but my mouth was just like really dry. So there's all these little things that were going yeah, on, yeah. In, in which was like this, you know this race which I built up to is starting to kind of fall apart on me, if you get me. Yeah, yeah. So you're having a battle in your mind. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. There's a battle in the mind. There's the legs kind of just wanting to stop, and I'm like, you know. You start thinking, I've been through kind of so much in the past, I can push through it, but I mean, trying to push through cramp is yeah. it's hard, isn't yeah. it? So, 
and the worst that it felt like there's just no escape because in the London Marathon it's wall to wall people left and right there's no way you can discuss oh I just need to stop mm. and take a minute and it got to the point where I don't know 24 25 miles where I just couldn't keep running anymore, couldn't even keep running slow I had to kind of stop and try and clean my legs every time you stop people are going oh you can do it you can do it you know you're nearly there two miles and you're like yeah I know I can do it you know yeah, I need a few minutes out just need a, yeah but so because they're kind of willing you on you feel like you got to keep pushing it is it is like it is a nightmare i had a, like a really bad race oh. and that, that same year as well uh which I, I noticed when i was reading uh on the results you did uh a 20 mile vet race on the alaman yeah in two hours yeah and 46 and one well did it in exactly two hours and Point four six. Yeah. Just generally, how annoyed are you that you didn't oh, dip right. for the line yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and get under two hours? That was the first thing that jumped out half half a second away from under two hours. Uh, yeah, trying to get around that last lap. I mean, I gave it everything, but it, yeah, it's just like, oh, it's never going to happen. But you won, uh, you won that, didn't you? Yeah, you did. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Won. So you know, based on that, if you think in your mind, like you know. It's only an extra six miles. Yeah. It took me an extra hour to. Did you get me? Yeah, so you can, of course. Yeah, looking yeah. at that, you know, from that point of view, you can see why I was kind of really disappointed. And the legs race you did as well that year. Yeah. So what's what's involved in that? Apart that from, was sounds like hell. Apart from that. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean that come about. Um, growing up, two doors down from me was uh, one of my good friends, um, Michael Gregory. Uh, we grew up together, living on the same estate. Um, he went in the army when we were like 18, 19, whatever. So I hadn't seen him. But he got into doing tries and stuff. And because I'm on Strava, he was on Strava. We kind of just seeing each other. I was seeing that he's going out. I was cycling. He was cycling. Uh, I was running. Uh, you know, we kind of, you know, many, many years later, not even seeing each other. But like chatting through Strava, through kind of sport. Um, so come around to 2018, he just sent me a, sent me a link to you know that website. He's going here. You know, how do you fancy this? I was like, yeah, okay. You fa- you know, if you fancy, it, you, and he's calling he each other's bluff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he don't even like all this stuff was cycling. I mean, I know he's doing like triathlons and stuff, but I mean, his basic hmm. basic training is just literally cycling. So I was like, yeah, if you're up for it, he's going. No, no, hang on. I'm just I'm not I didn't even think about doing it. I'm just I was like, well I'll do it if you do it. He's going, okay, well if you push the envelope then yeah, okay. And I'm like, right down. So that was kind of that how that kind of got going. Um so after London start training again for this, started doing more distance, you know, four hour runs up in the mountain and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, getting confident but at the same time realising that, you know, this distance is a lot further than like the the biggest I'd done was like say twenty five miles and lots of I mean this lakes and days like thirteen thousand foot of climbing and most of that is in the first thirty first thirty miles. Okay. And then after that is you kinda of low you're still doing like climbing up hills but there's nothing like, you know, mountains and stuff. So, you know, I knew what I was letting myself in for. Um what distance is it? Fifty miles. Right. Uh, so it's is it of, one day in one day? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's basically from like the northernmost point of the lakes. To oh the yeah, southern hence the name of it, lakes in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I thought it was every few days for some reason. I don't yeah, know why. No, yeah. yeah. Well, well probably take me a few days. That's why I think it would be yeah. over a few days. Well, well, probably. I mean, you could enjoy it in a few <laughs> days. <laughs> so uh, fly over, um, go up and meet Mike. Who he lived in. He actually lives in lakes now. Mm. So you know, met him again. That was 
quite surreal. You know, hadn't seen really since I was like eighteen, what have uh-huh. you? You know, I'm forty now, so he was waiting for me off off the train. It, it was kind of really happy to see him, but it was kind of you know trying to start talk yeah, talking yeah. as a people again. It was kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. awkward, but it was it was sound. We stopped talking about old times and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It was great. Um, and after the, after you'd done the lakes, were you happy with? Do you just go with the mindset of I just want to get around this, or did you have uh, some? To, go, to yeah, it was just to finish yeah. in my mind. We we'd planned to, I, you know, I put on Facebook to my friends. You know, if you want to follow me, because obviously there's a GPS and that. You know, we're going to try and do this in under twelve hours. So we saw the forecast for the next day. It was proper horrendous. <laughs> so a little part of you is kind of hoping they're going to cancel it, but you kind of know they're not. And really, most of you's hoping they don't if you yeah, get me because yeah. you've built up to it and what have you so uh, the next next one going down the, or going up in the coast to the start um, you know kind of just talking about game plan how we're going to do it I mean he's been in the army for a long time so I just thought I'd let him do all the map reading and I'll just and he lives in the lakes he'd been out in all the reckies I thought Sam you know I'll just go at his pace because I'm the fell runner he's the cyclist yeah. you know it should be alright for me it didn't quite oh, transpire really? that way no uh, so we stuck together quite well from the start um, head, heading up through the mountains and stuff it was fine dropping down like say three hours into it we, we dropped down I think it's called Threckled we, we dropped down the place called Hell's Fell I think it is so say like three or four hours into it and we'd done the feed station we just were coming out from the feed station my legs were pretty knackered and uh, I was like so is that most of the you know the big climbs you know, done now, and he just kind of gives me this look, and he's like, "We've got about seven hours of this yet before we get through all the climbs." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. So <laughs> in my head, I'm like, "No." <laughs> so anyway, it's a couple of miles on the flat, and then we start climbing up out of Freckle, and it's like proper steep, and you can't even see the top. Uh, he stopped to tie a shoelace at the bottom, and I'm just pushing up, and I can start feeling twitching in my legs. I'm thinking, I can't be, you know, this early into it. So I'm kind of pushing on. And he just comes jumping up right next to me, like, really quick. He's going, you all right, Oz? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. He's going, come on, then, you keep up with us. I was like, I'll let you carry on. I'll see if I can see you at the top. By the time I got to the top, he disappeared. So I'm like, bloody hell. So I looked at my watch, and I just thought, there's another seven hours of this. And then, you know, so I'm like four hours into a 12-hour run, and my legs are cramping up already. So I better get the map out now. Stop trying to figure out where the heck I was. In the rain. And yeah, the yeah, in the rain. And, and it, the rain was only fine, but because the wind was so strong, it's hitting you like hailstones oh, okay. in the face. It took me like 10 minutes to put my jacket back on from when I got onto the top. And um, so, anyway, kind of gets through it. Just, like, you were talking before about the cramp. It's like my legs are... There was a point on there where I had to stop, and I was just thinking... I'm in the middle of nowhere. I can't walk. I can't do anything. My legs are really cramped, and there's no, there's no way out, is there? There's, you know, there's no one there. There's you, and a guy come running past me, like a young fella. He just come kind of skipping past me like Bambi, and I was just like, I was so kind of jealous. So I just thought, right, I'll get with him. So I kind of made myself catch up with him. Got a conversation going like we were talking about, and between like he's. he can't, he kind of, you kind of be warm to people. They open up to you at. And he was telling me about he'd done it before and all this. And they listened to him telling me about what 
or you know his what, what he's been going through. Yeah. It took me completely off all my cramp and all my legs, and I was just going, yeah. We dropped down into um, Ambleside, and because it'd been so much rain, the whole village was flooded. It was like proper flooded, flooded. But anyway, dropped getting the feed station, got some pasta and stuff like that in me. Started feeling a bit better. I asked him if he was going to take off yet, and he said he was going to hang around for another ten minutes. So I just took off. So I mean, he 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 basically got me to the bottom there. He didn't he didn't know he did. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so it comes out and um, run along the road for a bit, and there was there's you know you got the arrows. There's an arrow just pointing into this lake. Uh, well, in this massive river, and I'm just like, I looked at the arrow, looked at the river, looked, at, and I'm just like really. And I just looked right in the distance, and it used to be a path, but oh, it was right. like a, flooded. Yeah, a massive, massive river. So I just kind of waded through there, but going through the river because the water is so cold on my legs, it actually like an ice bath. Yeah, 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 it really, really helped me. By the time I come out the other side, I felt much better, and I could see two people in the distance running together. And in my head, I started getting more positive about everything again. I just thought if I can run the flats and the downs and then just walk the ups and just slowly try to reel them in and over time I reeled, reeled them in, got past him, then saw another guy in the distance, reeled him in and then got talking to him and then we were talking to each other for probably about two hours mm. and just talking to each yeah, other yeah. got me straight through them two hours yeah, yeah. and then there was only like an hour and a half to the finish and I, I was so optimistic about finishing by then. What were your legs like the next day? Oh, so chafing. <laughs> oh, when you're in the race you don't realise how much <laughs> you get home and it's just like just like proper raw down the thighs rash big yeah, time right. yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and my mate Mike he comes second in that race All right. so he, he's the guy who's not the fell runner ends up coming second in ra- the army up. in him yeah, yeah. marching the, marching the hills probably aren't they yeah, yeah definitely yeah. Um, but the, we went up uptown just to buy some presents for my kids and the, me him and his missus went up and it's me and him just kind of looking like proper john wayne like <laughs> up and down the street <laughs> it was crazy yeah no i uh, i don't fancy that much running i've done a bit of cycling around the lakes and it's it's lumpy to say the least isn't yeah it? yeah so how long i suppose leg wise is it until you can cut that kind of pressure you put on your own body how long yeah. until you can start running again is it like weeks after, off after that yeah. uh, it's put, no um f- i think it's different for everybody certainly but for me i mean t- my legs were really sore for probably a couple of days after and for me it was just the chafing yeah, i just okay. like waiting for that to it, clear. yeah yeah because it had gone so bad so it was just scabs over and then it starts bleeding when you start moving <laughs> and stuff like that so it was I think I did a race the next weekend. Just uh, yeah, just the <laughs> oh, Winter Hill League, just straight up and down. So it was like two miles. I didn't do very well. Oh, I did quite well, not as well as I expected. Can't would have expected, but you can look back and say, well, you can't expect to be. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fatiguing there, isn't it? For sure. Yeah, but I I do like to just get straight back on the horse. To be fair, as soon as possible. Right, back to the John Wayne reference. Yeah, there. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so twenty nineteen, I think yeah. when we when we chatting earlier. You, I think you use the term you geeking out on you started geeking yeah. out more on yep. training, endurance, diet. Yep. So again, was that just uh, I need to continue to look yeah. at everything basically in yeah. regard to what you're doing? London was just in after Is it niggling th- away at you? In my it? head, it was a big failure yeah. and I for the whole rest of that year, even even though I viewed the Lakes in a Day as a big success in terms of, you know, 
completing something like that, mm. what have you. But I, I just, I was so, I had such a bad race at London and everyone kept on, had told me in the build up to it how amazing it is and how awesome it is. I just, I, I'm like, well, I, I need to have the experience that they're all talking about. Do you get me? Yeah. So I, I listening to that podcast by uh, Sean Beard and just all of that stuff started reading. Um, there's, there's a great book by, I think it's Alex, Alex Hutchinson called Endure. Okay. It's, it's a massive book, but I mean, it's all about kind of all of endurance throughout history, right back to like say the Germans or even back to the people, you know, who tackled Everest or got to the North Pole. Okay. What, you know, yeah. there's all sorts. I kind of got into that and, and you know, the slow, tra- even more into the slow train. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just thought, you know, I, I need to build it properly and have a good London. So. Yeah. Okay. So that was the was that the main focus in nineteen London. The, yeah. Yeah. But you're winning everything on the Isle of Man at this stage, running uh, the fell uh, racing and. Yeah. Um. The f- the first race in the fell league, I I didn't I didn't win that. Uh, ben Corker won that. He, he had a really great race. Uh, and then the the second one was in February, the Bradder race. That was when I won my first one. Right. Um. London's have, the following month. Then is it? London's, uh, April, London's in April. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Um, there's the Manx Mountain Marathon. Well, I just did the half one this time. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was early in the because they kind of moved it around, didn't they? And it was yeah. maybe earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, a couple of weeks. Of, yeah, it was literally one week before London. So right. the year yeah, before there was two week break, right. and it's the same this year where you can kind of do both, yeah, but yeah. with one week break and with my focus being on London, I I just uh, I you know I wanted to focus on London. What I meant to say earlier, just to go back to running the the lakes race. I think when I was stalking you on. Uh, Instagram, I think there's a photograph of you running down oh, the hill yeah, there, isn't it, with the lashing there. rain? It's yeah. an amazing photograph. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just the sheet rain, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, you coming down one of the fells, a side on photograph. It's yeah. uh, go and stalk him if you can on Instagram. It's a great, great photograph. In fact, we might share it as part of the part of the part of the pod. So you went to London and yeah. how was that experience this time? Did you get the reward you wanted? Yeah, definitely. I uh, a, a big thing was putting just putting your name on your shirt. Okay. In, like so you're in the, pens there as well on anticipated yeah, times that you're going to run. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, still, I, you're I in Mr. Blobby outfit because you're doing it for charity, <laughs> I assume. Yeah. Well, I, I hadn't got uh, fast enough time to get in the the time. You know, in my head, this time is going to be a good good time, but you can't put that down when you enter. The, okay. So I, I got in. I got into London through my club, if you get me. Okay. So I was still in with... Like, Being the Harriers, all diff- is that? Uh, club? No, uh, it was Weston. I'm okay. at Fellrunners now. Okay, right, okay. Sorry, go on. Um, so I, I was still in the mix, but I, this time I knew to try and get right at the front. And when they say to go, you know, work my, I can work my way to people who are going to be in a kind of similar pace as me. So, you know, that was all on... on it was already in my game plan, yeah, if you yeah, get me. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the big thing was... Your name across your shirt, like looking back, just having people shout, "Come on, Aussie!" or oh, "Go yeah. on, Aussie!" And in London, everyone shouts your name. It's it's like the year before I was running. There was a guy called Joe or whatever in front of me. Everyone's going, "Go on, Joe!" In my head, I was thinking, "Bloody, I knows everyone." This guy, <laughs> I, I, it didn't even click. Yeah, right. Didn't even click. He yeah, just had yeah. his name on his shirt. Right. And for me, it, it really, you know, especially in the second half of the race, it really helps having people see because they're there to support. Might not be you, but they're to mm. support everyone. You know, they turned up and just use it. You know. Yeah, yeah. And two two forty, you ended up doing. Yeah, yeah, two yeah, two forty or three or something like that. And was that when you look at that time, which is 
I say pretty impressive. Very impressive is that the area you're looking to get to. Yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to go on two forty. Okay, it's a bit like that twenty <laughs> miles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, the cramp started setting, started setting in, and it was like the last four hundred meters where it's kind of like red carpet in front of the palace or whatever, and it was like yeah, sprint finish. But my legs going, yeah, no, it's right. not going to be sprint finish. You just get to the bloody finish. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was elated when he got to the finish, and you know, finally, yeah. kind of, I felt like yeah, this this is, was more like the race yeah, that we've you, been talking about. Yeah, right. That's good. That's good. And that year as well, you did the Wales Tri Mountain as well. Yeah, or, yeah, I did the, well, the trail, marathon, the trail yeah. marathon. Yeah. How far is that? Sounds that like hell. It's a marathon distance, but okay. it's, uh, it's in Cody Brennan. I don't know if you've been there. It's like a big mountain biking. Oh place. right, okay, I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's all on trails. You know, lots of climbing. It's it's not as full on as fell running where it is on trails. It was on single track. Okay. But yeah, um, it was that was class. It was really good. Finished seventh in that. Yeah. How many seven. do that? Just I don't know, hundreds. Just, right. There's probably about five hundred, six hundred, something right. like that. There's yeah, chunky numbers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in my head, I was wanting to get fat, come higher, going off the times of the previous year, but there was you know they had like a bunch of pros and yeah, yeah. um people that were you know other people had kind of got interested in it who were awesome yeah, and it, yeah. sorry i'm just going to flip back to your your marathons there um you mentioned before that you were looking at things differently reading the books and trying to study up more yeah do you feel that that really had a big significance yeah. in your preparation and difference to those timings and you know taking yeah. out the training aspect yeah do you think that side helped? Yeah, psychologically, definitely. Just because I I think if you put a lot of weight on something, you know, a, a big race, and if you're doing big races all the time, then you're probably not going to put a lot. Of, but it, if you think, like, the start of January, but that that London Marathon started at the end of the last London Marathon, do you get me, yeah. in my head? Yeah. So, so there's, there's so much weight on it all the way building up. And then got to January, I'm like, right, I'm going to hit this. And it's you, you're just so focused that on the goal it it just yeah it does it has it has a massive kind of impact on how you're going to approach the race and, and how you're going to succeed you know like what you want to succeed because you know London Marathon you're never going to win it but you know it's it's succeeding with a goal that's slightly beyond your kind of grasp mm. and when you can come close to that you, you definitely feel mm. it, well you probably and you put a lot of pressure, you know, there must be mental pressure within your own mind of if that's not your sole focus, yeah. but that's... Uh, well, that's, that's like, if like if you approach like a big race from 14 weeks away or 20 weeks away, if you approach it like a V, like you're at the wide end, end of the V and the narrow end of the V is the race. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you're at the wide end of the V, you don't have to be doing like you know, 400 meter sprints or anything like that, you can just keep on doing your slow running, eating what you like. And as you come closer yeah, yeah. to your race, you start to narrow in, everything zones in, you, you know, you start taking more, um, start taking more interest in, like, you know, like narrowing down, like the food that you take yeah, yeah, in, yeah. you know, your meditation starts to, you know, become more focused on that. Every, yeah. Basically, your focus starts to narrow, everything becomes more intense as you get closer. Yeah. So like for, Five, five or six weeks out was probably gets most intense because like you start three weeks out you start to taper off and yeah, everything yeah. gets easier doesn't it yeah. but I think if you approach it like that 
you've only got say four weeks of really intense kind of a lot of pressure because once you've started that taper this is what i've found is them last two weeks you've done all the hard work you've done in your mind you've done everything right so you kind of you can a lot of pressure is kind of lifted okay, off yeah, you yeah, and right. you can start to enjoy it i mean in every day in the week up to going to london even though there's you know there's a lot of kind of pressure in there i i, I just i was just happy you know i just couldn't wait to to do it i yeah, was at right. the start line couldn't wait to get going yeah. interesting mm. process isn't mm. it yeah the uh and during that during as well that this i suppose year of geeking out yeah looking at doing yoga doing yoga yeah. as well yeah is that daily exercise is that couple of times a week what that that started i got sciatica in uh in my lower back and uh i just had a bit of a geek out to find out you know how to fix mm. it and you know how to stop it from happening again and you know stretching was one of the main things and a really good way of preventing injury which is scientifically tested yeah, yeah, is yeah. heavy heavy strength training so i thought right okay sign up at the gym sign up at the gym and Monday night was the was a yoga class, so I was like, well, sign up to that straight away as well. And yeah. that's kind of how that got started, yeah. to be honest. And you enjoy the yoga? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really hard. It's, it's definitely, like, I'm not a very flexible person. But, yeah, at going in, going into the class, it's like, you know, here we go again. But when you come out, you... You, you, you feel a benefit yeah, definitely yeah. It, it must help because it, I think that in yoga there's a lot of st- general strength work although it's all often yeah, slow yeah. certainly oh. with and doing fell running where ankles and knees and there's a lot of stability within yeah. that within that sport yeah. that that yoga must be a must help I, I I'm think sure it's for that yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it's definitely yeah. helped me and I say that because I've got absolutely no stability in my legs so that's why I think I probably need to do a little bit more so I appreciate we're in the fell f- well, we're in January now, but the the fell season's mid year now. But when you look back at nineteen, obviously, 2019, yeah, happy with all your running yeah. at that stage. You know, you've yeah. like, like, made a big impact locally. Yeah, yeah. considered um, one of the top runners locally for sure. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, it's it's still the you know when people when anyone says oh, you're a top runner or whatever, it doesn't sit like it still doesn't sit with me. I don't think of myself as like I you know I know I'm pretty good runner but i i just don't think of myself as like oh i'm a top runner kind of you know mm. I, I don't want that i don't want to feed my ego in that way if you get me i don't mm. think there's any benefit can come from that if, if yeah if you do you think anyone do you, do you have the mentality well i can get to this ability and this because i guess you came into running later in life yeah. really in the scheme yeah. of things as well to then be uh, again a competitive island that we live on do you then look around again well i did it can any anyone could do this do you have that view I I think everyone can definitely run. I I mean I think we're I mean, if when you look back, if you look at us as animals, you know we're born yeah, to run. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. As part of our, you know, so I think every, everyone can run. Lots of people kind of fall out of it, you know, as as they get older, leave school and things like that, and you know, get in an, an office job, start drinking, what have you, and you know they forget how maybe forget how to run what have you but i think everyone can definitely improve their life through running and can definitely you know yeah yeah improve their times and stuff Um, and i'm sorry to potentially flip back here on timings you mentioned new york a couple of times 
what was that one? When and how? Cause that was the New York Marathon, I'm yeah, going to yeah. presume. Yeah, when it was, was 19 as well, was, was it? Yeah, was that last year? Yeah. How did that go? So, uh, yeah. Uh, so after um, after the trail marathon in Wales, I, I, like I knew New York was coming up. I'd... Um, I'd uh, I'd already signed up to New York back in like January or February, but I just kind of forgot about it because it's you know it's not till November. So got got through the trail mile from Wales and just thought okay, so I'll, you know I've got I can't remember how many weeks it was, but it's a long way away. I thought right, you know, I'll keep my training up and start to work towards that. Um, but I hadn't kind of. I hadn't booked a flight or anything yet, so I just kind of just started building the training up, started f- focusing more, and then I can't remember what it was. It got me th- to think S- something got me to think I could do a marathon under two and a half hours. I, I don't even know, maybe I don't I don't know why. Just set yourself a goal, I guess. It became yeah, a goal, yeah, yeah. man. It just became a goal. So I mean, I wasn't running anywhere near that kind of pace, but I just. I, something inside I don't I don't know where it come from but I just started believing that I could get under two and a half I, I, I didn't think I'd do it in New York but I knew that I could use New York I was gonna say, and without doing the quick maths what yeah. what minute mile pace you're running there to do two and a half uh, it's, it's like just under 545 pace I know I I don't know too much about running, but I know that's fast. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get me? It's, I I I don't know why I thought that but something made me think. You know, if I train hard, I work hard. I, like I suppose I look back at London, and I knew I still like the weight I wanted to be at. I wasn't even though I had a great race and all that. I wasn't at the weight I knew I, and I knew I could get down to. Uh, without kind of getting too skinny or anything so i knew I, you know i had like four kilo i could get rid of which is going to make it faster isn't it mm. i knew that i'd been training you know all this long stuff and i know that it takes a good two years before you get the most benefits out of all this slow stuff all so right. I, I knew my, ec- my economics still had even though i knew it was 40 i i, I mean still know now you know I, I i my vo2 max peak is gone you know that mm. happens when you're about 26 or whatever but your running economy can can constantly improve especially doing stuff like fails and things like that so you know all that's going through my head and i just think right you know let's start driving start eating properly uh i wasn't watching my calories but like i say you know this kind of if you approach it like a v yeah yeah, i I knew that that i I knew all this i kind of had a program in my head and i had i had a focus everything like you know i'd done enough research and stuff I think subconsciously all that had gone on in my head and that's where I got this, I can do it on the 2.30. So just, yeah, just start concentrating, narrowing down, you know, focus, meditation, eating right. Yeah. You know, I was doing the yoga, the strength training, stop feeling good. Got those Vaporfly trainers. Oh, right, so, okay. Uh, the Nike ones, is that what they yeah. call are they? Right, okay. They make you run faster. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. All oh, right, okay. So for those who may not have know what what's what meaning by that yeah what what's special about these these okay. night yeah well these are the trainers that well they're not the ones that kipchoge uh you know broke two in because he broke them these two, kind two of special marathons, ones. Yeah. yeah he broke them in these other special ones that they've made since right. um but i mean these are the ones that he's like everyone had been you know 
breaking these records. Like just after he broke two, like the week after that that woman, I can't remember what her name is, yeah. but you know she, she broke the woman's record, which yeah, is Radcliffe's record, I think. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? yeah, which had stood for so many years yeah. and what have you. So when I saw that, I just thought. I need you know, a set of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm a you know a single parent. I haven't got much money. They're like two hundred and four thirty nine, yeah, forty quid. I just thought I put so much weight on this New York mount. You know, I've got to try them. So I you know ordered them, put them on, went out, you know, went out for a little run, and I was just ten beats per minute, like less. My heart rate right. was like ten beats per minute less, and I was running faster. It was just I thought. Maybe it was just a fluke. So the mm. next day, went to the NSC and you know just did ten miles, uh, six minute mile pace. My heart was really, lo- my heart rate was really low. I was running. I just I felt like I was running on air. On air. Right. It was it was awesome. And the technology in them, it's it's, it's carbon, carbon, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I kind of I was I've never seen them or, or seen them in action. It's kind of a spring in them. Would that be the fair yeah, way yeah, to explain? Yeah, it acts are? like a spring. And the like if you if you look at like the way your trainers. Your normal trainers go. They've kind of their pivot in them is kind of right below the ball of the foot, and it's quite sharp. Okay. So as you roll over that pivot, it it's kind of so sharp that you, it it kind of helps your foot okay. go over. Ah, right. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you imagine, it's only a fraction. But how many steps do you take in a marathon? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, how how do you think like obviously they're they're legal? Yeah. In the sense of I I don't know whether the world running body whatever it is it's look at it yeah, yeah is that something that's getting looked at is it, it whether is they're it is something that's getting looked that is getting looked at so that's seen as a potential unfair advantage then over what you class as normal running trainers. shoes yeah, oh, right. yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. yeah everyone i've spoken to like in new york like i got in a group and literally everyone had them on <laughs> it was either pink or uh, green trainers oh, right. <laughs> and like in fact at the start line because i you know i got in on the time so i was at the front like every single, you look down every single, every single yeah, person's yeah, wearing yeah, the same yeah, trainers. Right, okay. Yeah. And what time did you end up with New York? Uh, New York was uh, 2.32 okay. something. So right so, in the area park yeah, you were looking yeah. for. I, right. I knew, like I already knew I wasn't going to get under 2.30. I mean, during the race, at the start of the race, there was, I was thinking, you know, maybe I underestimated the hill at the end. But to be fair, I, I didn't think I'd get it then, but hopefully I'm going to get it. Uh, so that's a 2020. Under, yeah. Objection. Uh, yeah. Objection. Objective. <laughs> Objective, yeah. So when you look at... Well, actually, just before we go to what's happening for you over the next year, yeah. when you when we look back now at the... Which seems like a long time ago, the, bo- <laughs> the boxing, etc. Yeah. Did you just know no interest in that anymore? Don't practice any of that anymore? No. Um, it's just a part of your history yeah, now. I, I do, like... You always go back to it in your head. You know, when you watch, like, a boxing match wow. or a Thai boxing match or what have you, or, you know, watch... You know some of these cage fights it you know it does because you it does bring you back in there in your head and there are aspects of that which is you know you feel you're in that flow what mike was talking about you okay. get when you're in battle mode yeah you, that's all there is is the right. flow there's right. you, there's no th- you're not thinking about anything else right. you know you you're thinking about staying on your two feet and, yeah, you know, yeah 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 so that that it, it makes you feel alive but and when you get that smell, and when you get that smell, yeah, you're talking you get that, yeah, 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 the smell we're talking about, yeah. yeah. Where, uh, anytime you smell that smell, it brings you straight back there. Right. And there is a buzz, but you know, I'm uh, I'm forty. Uh, get some twenty-two-year-old whipping your ass. Yeah, yeah. I, I did have a problem where, when I was talking, I, I think it was from, I you know, it could be from any 
amount of hits on my head. But you remember that punch I was telling you about yeah. where I think it comes from that where I it, it's not so bad now, actually. Sometimes it comes, but I'd be in mid-conversation or mid-sentence and the words would just vanish from right, my head. Right. And I, I just kind of stop. And I, I, it got embarrassing, you know, I was having conversations and I kind of got right. turned into a bit of recluse for a little not not very you know yeah, for a yeah, little but bit conscious of, of it yeah i was very yeah. conscious of it and when i'd start talking i'd be just hoping that i wasn't going to kind of look like a fool right yeah, yeah. So, so that plays on my mind and you know it so, mm. so picking up on that general point just before we bounce into 2020 maybe you don't want to massively talk about it but you mentioned earlier about i suppose some demons and maybe that you where you are now in your life you're yeah. very comfortable about you know who you are what you do how you yeah. go about things and don't feel like you're proving no. things to people anymore um, you've got away yeah. from that yeah I, that orange yeah i uh i not don't care what people think about me like everyone cares what people yeah, think course. about them even people say they don't yeah. they, 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 they yeah. do they just haven't accepted it but um I, i'm very comfortable in my own skin now yeah, yeah. and um and is that through, do you think, when you look at that, that's obviously your own journey, but also the Buddhism helping with that, the meditation yeah. and all those things? Yeah, for, for me, you know, like when I listened to um, Mike's um, interview with you, and when he was talking about how his dad, um, you know, got ordained into Buddhism and things like that, for me, that's not what, for me, that's not what Buddhism is about. I mean, I don't think anyone else can, I wouldn't be waiting for someone else to say, oh, yeah, now, you know, here, I'm going to do this to you to make you a Buddhist. For me, it's just my view on life, which makes me a Buddhist, if you get me. Yeah, and I I suspect probably that's the core of Buddhism anyway, which is it's what you take out of it. It's not not about A, B, or C. It's about, yeah, it's about, yeah, yeah, Yeah. interesting. Chanting or anything like that, it's it's not about any of that to me. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 2020, main goal... New York, uh, sorry, London. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Among London, many others, London is yeah. going under two thirty. Um, I'm going to do. The, I switched. Cl- you know, I was talking about not changing clubs. I actually switched this year to <laughs> turncoat. <laughs> yeah, to the Manx Bell Runners, but because I, um, I really want to focus on um, the English Championships. Okay. Uh, a, f- a really good fell runner f- who's ran for Manx Bell Runners a long time, Lord Taggart. Don't yeah. know if you heard of him. Yeah. You know, he's in proper ninja uh, uh, he he just put it to me and, and he, he thinks I can do really well in the bet 40s and that kind of got me even though I had all this you know London getting under 230 that kind of really sparked something inside me and I thought right and you, you I don't think you can actually do it as a, an like an athlete in an athletics club you have okay, to be a yeah, member fell. of a felons club yeah Tommy is that, that uh, well it, it, it's the English champ starts in April and it's like what Every month, there's a oh, race a series. every month. For, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. a series, yeah. Around so, the UK. Yeah. So you'll be doing, yeah, so you'll be travelling a lot away doing that. Yeah, doing yeah, London. like once a month. Um, there's London, uh, Trail Marathon Wales again. Okay. I think I can do better in that. Um, Chicago Marathon as well. Okay, oh, you've entered that already. Yeah, I've already right. entered oh. that. Time of year is that? That is October, I think. Right. Probably getting a little bit nippy up there at that time of year, I'd imagine. Yeah. We'll see That'll how it goes. Right. Well, yeah. only as nippy as it is on the Isle of Man. In the winter, Lloyd just put sent me a link the other day to this other race in um, 
uh, Austria somewhere. Don't let him be bullying you <laughs> into doing <laughs> well, crazy races I, while he's sat on the sideline. Oh, no, he's doing Oh, is he? Oh, well. right, yeah. that sounds about he's right for him. 50. Yeah, yeah, right. He's about 50 and he is proper on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know when he came over here and he kind of dominated the scene here for a long time, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's an unbelievable but, runner. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, thanks for your time. I think uh, hopefully people that have been listening, I mean, think back to the start of the discussion a couple of hours ago and it was, you know, boxing and uh, going to Thailand. I think uh, I think your story's pretty amazing, to be honest. Uh, I think there's uh, a lot people can learn from it. I certainly have. Uh, and hopefully hopefully the uh, audience found it interesting. So thanks for your time. Thanks, thanks yeah, for having thank me. Thank you very much. No, no. It's great to meet um, you. People yeah, want to yeah. get in touch. Uh, you yeah, know, really do, do, you, do you offer coaching guidance to any, you know, if, if there were foul runners wanting to, or anyone wanting to get into the, sport yeah. of running in general um I, I recently started coaching a few people and it's you know it's like uh, very much in say infancy at the moment but yeah i you just know, reach give out me a message you. and yeah uh, i'm on facebook or just look Aaron smith i'm the guy looking very happy <laughs> <laughs> you know from running new york on that uh, i'm on instagram uh, just yeah private message me and we'll add the also. feeds onto our onto yep. our notes on our Oh, sorry. And I suppose it, just thinking back to the very outset about discipline, I think, yeah. and the, the Will Smith com- mm. comment, and I think uh, I think it does apply very much Definitely. so, as you can see that almost your own discipline year on year on year, that discipline continues to get better and better, and your sporting results obviously improve with that, as well as, I guess, your own personal life as well. So, yeah, thanks again. Thank you. That, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. No, no worries. you got got okay. uh, just to check us out, Matt, yep. a bit of, bit, of, bit of info for the... Yep, the usual. So, wherever you're listening, Spotify, iTunes soundcloud or other please like subscribe share and give us those five star reviews it all helps everyone um facebook we are the m word podcast twitter max sports pod and then on the insta we are the m word iom um and also please can you recommend some guests for us when you see us on the post we've had quite a few coming in um, and they've you know they've led to well orange sat here right because now we, yeah, um, yeah so um, if you've got anyone who you think would be a worthwhile chat, please let us know so we can get in touch. Yeah, you say that, man. We've got about twelve people lined up in <laughs> absolutely no time. But but no, do please recommend because we're really enjoying these chats. Definitely. So again, thanks for letting us get into your ears. It's word out from Martin and word out from Matt.